0: Hey there, SCP fans. My name is Gregory Carpin, and this is Simply Creative People, the show about SCP creatives, be they authors, artists, or off site content creators like YouTube and TikTok. We're focused on bridging the gap between various fans and serving as an introduction to different concepts and stories on the wiki. So, many welcomes to all, and let's get started. All right. Uh, welcome to episode 12, 11, I've, now we're in that podcast thing where I don't even know what number. Welcome to 11. an episode.
1: We're on 11 okay, Welcome
0: to an episode, yeah, uh, Simply Creative People, uh, as the intro just said, and uh, I'm Gregory Carpin, joined by my lovely co-host and other, my other
1: person. Jackal. Harry me. Blanks. <laughs> that's about right. to make you. have been replaced. <laughs> You've, been You've been replaced,
2: replaced. <laughs> You, you... You come on our podcast, and you wreck my joke, so I'm going to have to do it again. And now we're being no, funny no, about like... it, so we're going to have to keep it in the recording. So <laughs> now everybody right. shut up, and I'm going to do my joke, okay? I always do a joke. I would start this. You're making me uncomfortable in my own house. <clears throat> Harry Blank's about to make you his bitch. Oh. Suck it down.
3: that was Uh, my joke
2: and that was very era appropriate
0: for the 90s that we'll be talking about later
2: it was gonna be great you ruined
0: it uh, i'm pretty happy with the whole thing so far
2: (laughs) yeah me too it was good
0: (laughs) so we've also got a night of a guest that you've already uh, somewhat introduced yourself so do it for real this time
1: all right hi um i'm jaguar lidded and uh i'm an author on sp wiki i've been here for i think about five years now yeah and i'm glad to be on the podcast with you guys talking about arcadia yeah
0: that's what we're gonna be talking about today is uh the weird digital anomalies of, of video games um to, why don't you give a little bit of background about like uh how you discovered the sap wiki jackal
1: oh me shoot um i'll be honest uh this was um in high no lie <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's more interesting
1: well, I actually founded the SP Wiki myself back in 2004. <laughs> oh, now, oh, um... <laughs> good. Wow,
2: good.
1: Well,
0: then I'm very happy to have you on. <laughs> We have so many questions. Yeah. Why was Series 1 so bad?
1: <laughs> you know, it, it, that was just 2004. It, oh, wow. It, it yeah, just happened to be like cool.
0: that. Yeah. I mean, things were a lot worse in 2004, yeah. but to be fair.
2: I'm here now. My life so. is better. <laughs>
0: well, I didn't make as much money, but yes. I made more. Well,
3: yeah.
1: Fair But uh, the actual story is yeah, this was about high school ish time, so I think that's about like my, senior or my junior or my senior year. So I was looking for uh, volunteer jobs uh, over the summer, basically, just to pad up my resume. Resume. But <laughs> yeah, but just um, getting some volunteer hours in for college applications and stuff. And, you know, sometimes. Wednesday lunch hour like you got nothing to do uh, the Wi-Fi at the place wasn't exactly great so I would just scrolling through wiki and I remember in like the back of my mind I was like oh yeah what well didn't didn't market player play this uh, this game SCP containment breach at one point so of course uh, I just search up SCP because uh, at the time I couldn't remember uh, what the name of it was uh, at the containment breach part so I searched up SCP and I managed to get myself on the wiki, and I read through a couple articles, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is uh, this the one with the uh, the haha funny peanut and everything." So <laughs> I pretty much joined that month, and I was pretty active. I think for like two, three months, and then I got back in the swing of school, and I like it uh, kind of dropped out of my mind for a little bit. But then as I was uh, finishing up that school year, I was just like oh yeah, didn't, didn't I sign up for the SCP wiki like a year ago? I was like, I wonder how that's doing. So then that's why I started uh, writing stuff for the wiki. Well,
0: had you done, like, creative writing before that?
1: Um, I had, but honestly nothing as, like, on this sort of scale. It was always, like, writing for myself, and I believe, sure. like, I think r slash writing prompts, I think. I did, like, one or two pieces on that before I moved over to SCP so nothing as rigorous per se as SCP so
0: sure I used to write in like notebooks in high school instead of taking notes in whatever algebra or whatever <laughs>
3: that's
1: fair I remember actually um, when I was younger I was just like I thought writing was not a hack but it was definitely something I didn't see myself doing of course, my mom and my dad were just like, "You should try writing. I'm sure you love it." But back down was just like, "Being a writer sounds awful. I'd never do that in a million years." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was wrong. So <laughs>
0: that's fucking hilarious. I, I think you're easily the first person that, when they were younger, they didn't want to be a writer that we've had on. <laughs> yep. You're just like, "Ugh, fucking writing, terrible. <laughs> Why would I do that?" And you yeah. know what? He was he was right, folks. <laughs>
1: I can't argue with that.
0: Yeah, it is a joy and a curse. So we've been doing this... I know, let's just all clear our throats at the same time. So we've been doing this thing where, you know, every episode we've been talking about sort of our creative process. And because we had you on, and you have such a uh, keen mind for this stuff, in my opinion... uh, I thought we'd talk about yes. using images in stories because, you know, and that's very specific for the ICP wiki. It's less, you know, useful for like prose or for writing scripts maybe. But, you know, using the images to help tell the story and what kind of process we go through with it. And I thought maybe we could all just like, you know, talk about one example or something. Yeah, yeah
1: definitely.
2: Nah, nah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no? No? No. <laughs> Not feeling it. No, let's talk about your recent <laughs> sex scandal instead. Yeah, let's do images. God, who were you talking to? <laughs> it's my recent sex scandal too. Oh. All right, we'll leave that. We'll that's just right, leave that hanging and not explain it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, everything. God, so images. Would we explain it. No. Yeah. Illegal. So images.
0: So I want I I think it's pretty funny. So I've created victim or Vikander Need and one of my early things to kind of make a joke for the fact that I was at least when I first started doing it pretty bad at graphic design and at um, photo editing and I've learned better over the last year or so but you always, Jackal, you always made a point to to point out the fact that it was very annoying that they were like bad at graphic design and I, I always thought it was funny to like lean into it because on their website on the hub, they say that they're masters at graphic design.
1: <laughs> Funnily enough, I actually think it worked. Um actually I remember when Victim came out, it's like uh, trade secrets here, I was just like, I don't know, for some reason I wasn't like as fond of it. Um like especially like the bad graphic design. Like at first, you know, it was like one of those things where it's just like ah, uh, you know, it's like it's like uh, it's like not bad per se, but it was just like one of those things where it's like it's a little like could use some work but i think definitely now i've i've definitely come around to it i think i've dropped a lot of perceptions at least with everything has to be you know perfect and great and i think victim actually works really well with the uh not you know like not soul bass level graphic design and i actually think it works <laughs> well <laughs> and you captured like that feeling so i actually commend you for that and i would say i was wrong in that.
0: Oh no! I just thought it was a funny like intro into this conversation, but like it was what I genuinely think funnier just is that
1: the fact that you have to
2: now be worse at it in order to emulate yeah. the yeah. way it was before. <laughs> no, you have it's to true. Actually be worse yeah. than you
0: are. Yeah, like I'll do it. Like I did uh, recently, I did like an art page for victim stuff because I just made some that weren't even in an article, and I was like, I just want to put these up, and all the ones that like Harry's done or other people, you know, Plague's done a few as well. Some really amazing ones. Uh, And I was like, well, I need to get these up somewhere. And the ones I'd made, I I made them for Jackie because she was going to Jack Rabbit SCP because she was going to put some of them up in, in the background of her TikTok stuff. But that whatever that didn't happen. But and I realized when I put them up, I was like, oh, I have to, like, go back into my history of editing these and like ruin them just slightly <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. just gotten, a little bit you've gotten like, too good to be bad
0: yeah I mean like I'm not like some sort of professional I think by any means but like now I just immediately start trying to make things look more like centered and better or yep. whatever I, uh, it was just like oh well I guess I should like fuck up like smudge it and like there's always one spot in every piece of art I do for victim now that is like intentionally fucked up that no one even notices anymore but I'd it's still all part of the
2: whole pastiche it's in there it's
0: I remember like on when I put up the hub uh, I think it was Pasta Rasta uh, you know Rat King uh, yeah. in other places brought up something about how like oh this just looks terrible uh, you know because I think he thought that I was doing it like serious okay. and then somebody else came in and goes like no no I think that's the point like it's meant to look like some shitty flyer and I was like yeah it's meant to look like you could find it like a student union or something <laughs> like something yeah, like... somebody threw together in five seconds
1: graphic design is yeah. my passion type deal oh
0: totally <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, for wrecking and for yourself, that would totally make sense because that's like your big focus, you know? So, but I always thought that was funny that it was like a consistent thing that I had to talk about. And it was really just because I knew I'm never going to make this stuff look like a professional would. And I just had to like lean into it. And it was just one more of the weird
2: aspects of victim that they're like very proud
0: of the stuff they do, but it always kind of looks a little
2: fucked up. It's like they're trolling in that sense, too. They're waiting for somebody to comment on it. Maybe you should, there you go, there's a Taylor SCP idea. Somebody tries to go after Victim for the quality of their graphic design, and they've been waiting for someone to do that for decades. <laughs> we left it hanging out there where everybody could see it, and no one said anything. Um,
0: no, I mean, that would imply that Victim is canonically, like, trolling people? I've
2: never said that. Uh, oh, no, well, very, uh, you certainly They're can't... very
0: serious about their art.
2: I mean, that's just a head cannon thing. I have this vague sense that they're trying to mess with people, and I know that doesn't gel with everybody's perceptions.
0: <laughs> like, people are always... To, we'll, we'll jump off this in a second. But people are always trying to, like, nail me down on details with victim, and it's always just, like, the most fun to be like, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, and, like, especially about their politics, because... You know, very clearly, there's a lot of political messaging to victim stuff, but like, I just—the only thing I'll clearly state is that their only philosophy is that hierarchical power structures can go fuck themselves.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because oh, they're communists. Nah, uh, not really. They're still making money <laughs> somehow. <Or a> corporation. <laughs> Maybe. All right, but that's not important. Um. So you—you you said your graphic design is—is. Is, like a passion for you and and especially for this subject i think it's a really good thing to talk about because you did some really amazing stuff with the arcadia logos so do you want to maybe talk about like your thought process about when you're thinking about like making either logos or other things for for articles Uh, at least from a visual perspective
1: uh yeah sure um well i mean pretty much i mean i could i'll just start right now i i do what uh a lot of artists do and I I steal, not like plagiarism per se, but I definitely <laughs> go up and look at it was like, you know, Google like 90s video game logos or for example, um I definitely uh shoot. I remember for um three sixty, uh for the Japanese that Japanese shipping corporation, I was just like old uh, Japanese like other uh, family symbols. I think they're like mon, I believe. And I mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely it's sort of like just emulating the style of just specific things like I remember um, way back in 2018 or 2019 for um, shoot I can't remember the name of the, uh, the GOI uh, and so back then uh, that GOI I was like a part I guess a part in creating because I, I definitely was one of the people behind it. Uh, it of course it didn't pan out but I remember searching up, uh, like, the old 60s BBC logos, and, like, that Mm. sans-serif, bold, italicized, like, BBC. So, yeah, I definitely, for... It was... uh, The Weekly Exposé, I believe, is, like, the iteration of it now. It's just, like, a draft I've had in my sandbox forever that I haven't touched. That I might get to someday. But, yeah, (laughs) definitely. um, I'd say, yeah, most of my stuff is just... (laughs) searching things up and emulating them and I think by now I've kind of like learned how to kind of get like a retro feel to things just like off the sheer amount of stuff I've done and I definitely have a lot of like Fonts off the top of my head, like for '80s, uh, ITC Serif Gothic Bold, like that's a great one. You see it everywhere. It was in the original Star Wars posters. Um, mm. I believe uh, Clive Ernest uses it all the time in his books. And since they're especially retro feeling, everyone, it's it's a weird thing I've noticed. Um, you could you definitely pick up feelings from fonts, but not a lot of people recognize that. Like there are fonts, will, where you'll see it and will go like, oh hey, like that's a very like a disco '70s font. But if you have, like, cohesive styles of font together, it really can give you, like, the sense of what era this took place in without even having yeah. to, like, specify, like, a certain year.
0: Oh, totally. And, I mean, even with this podcast, you've helped a little bit because when I was doing the logos originally, um, you, you recommended different fonts to use.
1: Oh, yeah, so yeah. So you
0: definitely got an eye for that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I remember, I think it was specifically, it was like, I can't remember. I have, I have an awful memory, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's, that's me fine. too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I think I was looking at like the fine. It was like a very, uh, I'll be real. It was like,
0: a stencil beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Very like 1940s, like like military as yeah.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and you recommended titanium. Well, you first, you mocked one up and then I was like, well, Tell me what the font was, so I could kind of play with it. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it looks it looks much better. Yeah, because it's got a very because the vibe of the of the image is very um, avant garde. You know, uh, or that's not the right word.
2: Um, it's got like a hazy bar look to it. If it's the image I'm thinking. of. What's the
0: thing that that uh, Bioshock did? What's that? Art deco. Style?
2: Yeah. It, art deco. Thank you. That's yeah. What I Architectural historian. It's actually called the modern art deco is a uh, anachronism.
1: Christ. Yeah, but actually, speaking of art deco, yeah, I was. Wait till you start talking about law
2: stuff next time. I got your number, buddy. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Don't. <laughs> actually, speaking of, about that, I remember looking at it, and yeah, it, it definitely had like. Uh, I don't know if I can place it, but I remember my first thought was like, "Oh, this is like some CD bar and mm-hmm. like, let's say the is like a noir, or even like yeah, a, yeah an Art Deco look to it." And I remember thinking, like, don't get me wrong, I love stencil, but like stencil fonts only work in two places, and one of them is Mission Impossible movies, and this was not that. So <laughs> um, this is totally that. How dare you both, Tom Cruise? Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, so... Well, I'm Tom Cruise. He's John Voight.
1: Uh, I'm, S- I'm Simon Pegg. So. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, I was just like... Yeah, it's like, I feel like... So, I um, I go up on, like, Defont. I know it's such, like, an ancient site, and I don't know if anyone even uses Defont as much anymore. But, yeah, I like going on Defont and making sure I hit the... the like, the GNU, like, the free domain ones, so I don't accidentally yeah. download, like, Sure. Yeah, share yeah. a share donation where, you know, get yeah, it's the same for looking with for it. images.
2: You look for images, you're like, oh Christ, it's so annoying when you see something come up and it's non-commercial or non-derivative
1: and you can't use it. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's so upsetting. <laughs> it sucks when it's really good. So I try my best to like get those <laughs> out of the way so I don't like agonize don't see it. Yeah. for years. I'm just like, if I <gasps> could only have used this image. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah I I just went through a couple of fonts and. You know, like, I showed a couple to you. I like the blue. I'll be real. Um, at first, I was I was pretty adamant on, like, that yellow-orange to capture the Art Deco, but I think the blue clashes really well, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely <laughs> wanted it to, like, pop versus the background, yeah. because the background is such a sepia tone. So yeah, it's to very warm, the... so... But speaking of what you were just saying about, like, finding the images first, I mean, I don't know how many times I've done that where I've had, like, a vague idea of an article. You know, I've got a very mm-hmm. simple co- core concept, but it's all going defi- to depend on, like, what cool images I find mm-hmm. and whether or not I can use them. Mm-hmm. And then I start seriously writing them. It's yeah. n- I really don't, you know, I just work with something on Harry, which we're not going to talk about because it's not out yet. But Or it will be out on my This is out. But... Uh, well, we don't, well, yeah, it will be, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it will be. But... You know that was entirely based on like images. I was like, what can I find? <laughs> because otherwise, this it doesn't matter what I write I mean, in this subject. It, it needs to like be a very visually representative thing. And I know there are people that don't necessarily put images in there, but like, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any SCPs that I haven't put an image on. Yeah, me there's always something you could put.
1: Yeah, same. Actually, I believe I have one. But it was just like a quick, short, like haha, funny reference article, and oh, sure. it was just one of those ones where, like, the one of the rare instances where it's like, I don't think an image is going to add that much yeah. value to it, cause sure. yeah, cause since it's inherently like a comedic callback article, you have to find something that like, it's it looks funny, it's appealing, and actually makes sense with the article, which I think, I think finding images for comedy articles is the hardest because sure. it has to be a funny image and or it has to be relevant. And just... It's always easy to find one, but not both, which I find is pretty hard, so... That's yeah. why
0: you should just write absurdist comedy, because then the images can look totally normal, and then the words are absurd, and
3: that works <laughs> great. Just go total <laughs> <That's true>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's all... That's the only comedy I really understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I occasionally key into, like, some witty dialogue, but it doesn't happen that only often. Only Most nonsense. of the time, it's just... It's usually nonsense.
2: Only nonsense makes sense to Grigori.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Harry, you uh, you taught me how to do photo editing. You got any thoughts
2: on this? Yeah, I've been doing um, not consistently the entire time because I'd have to be better at it by now if I had, but I've been doing <laughs> photo editing and Photoshop for longer than most of the people who write for the SCP Wiki have been alive because I started <laughs> doing it in high school and I'm older than most of these people. Uh, oh, but,
1: you 2 school one?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was doing it in a communications technology course in, like, grade 9 and 10 and 11 and 12, and I just kept uh, kept working on it. And uh, I, I, I find it a lot of fun, and that's really great because I've got a lot of images, and I've had people say, like, oh, that image, is, that really adds to the article. And it's funny because, of course, my first article almost crashed and burned because <laughs> the, uh, the image that was at the top of it sucked. <laughs> it sucked so bad it almost killed the article. But as I've been practicing more and more, uh, you get better and better. And Photoshop is one of those incremental skills. You learn how to merge things correctly. You learn how Mm -hmm. to do layer effects. You learn how to do um, um, displacement maps and all this stuff. To the point where we got to my uh, 001 proposal with Ip, the frontispiece. And there are something like 30 different images of signs that are not (laughs) straight-on shots of signs that don't actually exist. Because they are fake perspective faked Text signs um for SCP front companies. Mm-hmm. And one or two of them I look at them and I go, I could probably do better than I did there. But for the most part, they look reasonably real and the only way to get that way is to just keep whacking away mm-hmm. at it over and over and over yeah. again. Um time to good.
1: I... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say, uh it's time to go into the edit uh transform perspective warp and then yeah, yeah. put on overlay. <laughs>
2: yep that's that's i uh, was about half the images in the frontispiece were were done that way i just laboriously removed the text from whatever the sign originally was and then just yeah. did a perspective that's, and overlay and boom there's what, real
0: what's hilarious is how that's actually the harder part is like making sure that the background you're going to put the new thing on uh <laughs> oh is blank oh by far yeah, yeah. like it's so funny because like before i learned that from harry uh it was always like how do you do this and then like slowly but surely realizing yep. oh I can just mimic this same texture here and
1: uh, uh, grab yeah. it from here and paste it and yeah. grab it from here clone Doors. tool, patch tool those are clone your tool. best, those are so yeah, good yeah. when it comes to moving backgrounds, all of those things absolutely, yeah the,
0: the ridiculous shit that I've gotten done like in the in a recent Parawatch article I wanted to put uh, an image of this like bunker but it had all this pavement in front of it and this tiny section of grass and uh, this was supposed to be a bunker like in the mountains like abandoned and I was like "There's not. they're not going to have a paved road in front of it like it just needs to be like wild grass okay I'm going to turn this tiny segment of grass into an entire thing in front of it so it just looks wild yeah like, it's hilarious how well you can make that work when you figure out how to do it it's
3: ridiculous it's really
2: yeah cool. I mean I, I did an article uh I can't remember the number, six five eight something or other, 583 five, Meanwhile in Australia, that's not what it's called. Mm, that's that's uh, the name of a tale that I'd already used ahead of so time, good. even though it was perfect name for the article. I can't remember what I actually called it. But, but, but anyway, the idea was that it, it had SCP-682's page image flipped upside down with the Meanwhile in Australia meme, but the thing is, 682's page image is not big enough to do that, to make a nice, big, beautiful banner, so I had to redo it, and I, I did the same thing, use the clone tool to move the grass around because 682's image I can't remember exactly who edited the image originally for the new image with the the whale carcass but they removed two human beings from that picture who were standing next to it and doing it again myself I gained a great deal of respect for the individual who did it originally I'm like man that's a real pain in the ass removing two people from a beach and then putting the beach back The
0: most excited I am is when I show you or someone else two pictures like the original and what I did to it. Yes. And people are like, whoa! That, uh, it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Well, you're
2: you're into the Carpathians ones you were just talking about were great for that because you showed me and I'm like, I'm not sure until he says something. Is this the original picture? And he's going to show me how he changed. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's a fake one. Good job. <laughs> um, my favorite one that I did of that was from the frontispiece where it's a picture of... Um, I think it's a public library where the name of the public library is spelled out in black and white tiles. And I took the name of the library out. Oh, and oh
1: then that one's so good.
2: I spelled, <laughs> uh, I called it like Salmon Corbett Publish- Publishing Company. And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and it was perspective morphed tiles, black and white tiles. And it was a gigantic, oh, wow. enormous pain in the ass <laughs> to do <laughs> But it still looks pretty. Um, and you you were saying about fonts, how they can give you a sense of eras as well. There's there's so many subtle ways to do that. Um, with photographs, if you subtly blur a photograph and up the red and orange tints in a photograph, it starts to look kind of like a Kodachrome image from the 60s and 70s and stuff like that, which will go a long way to making the eras of your stories seem believable. You just post a photograph that was taken in 2010 just the way it is, it's not believable, and you also have to do video effects if you're going to do mm. video images, which Jackal is really good at doing.
3: Yeah, aren't All you right. Jackal? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I expected to hear in response. <laughs> did, did did Jackal help you screw up some, uh, some video if I some images for a victim thing? I seem to re- vaguely remember that. Is that um, did that not happen? Am I Imagining that, I don't think. I so. don't. Yeah, not that I think. Yeah, Maybe? at least not that I remember. That's well, okay because we all have terrible memories, so it could be a true. Thing. <laughs> nice yeah,
0: day. I mean, I don't think so,
1: but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would be glad to see you do some victim stuff.
2: I think your images for
0: victim stuff would be fucking great.
1: Yeah, that's actually on my list. That was on my list that I need to get Jackal's to Jackal's mythical list of things to do.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: there's so much shit to do, it's ridiculous. Like I've barely been keeping up on just doing the <laughs> podcast, let alone writing. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm way behind. Until tomorrow.
1: Actually, speaking on Clone Tool, I think... I was... Um, I think... Some of the, the two hardest ones, I think, was uh, the Josie remake image. Ah, and yeah. the fifty oh, yeah. fifty tower image. Mm. Which, not a lot of people... At least, not a lot of people have found the original, but um, it's actually in... Uh, it's actually in Japan, and there's three radio towers. So I had to... I mean... Uh, this guy was pretty easy to get rid of for the other two towers, but it was it was the ground because there's like a village and like a dam and there was a bunch of other stuff in the image. I um, if you find it, you yeah, see what I mean, but it was hard because yeah. you have to go like through the brush and you have to cover everything up and there are these really thin power lines which you actually can see in the final image just because I was just like, I don't know how well I could cover these up without it looking weird, so you can see like thin white strands in the foreground, but I mean most people just look at the tower, so it's not exactly all that noticeable. But oh, that's yeah, That's a definitely. great image. <laughs> it's
2: it's like a
0: awesome. fucking terrific image. It's a perfect big beautiful and now banner I can image.
1: Yet again point out that it's one of my favorite five thousand entries.
2: SCP five zero five zero. The Dragon of Mittenwald, Fucking amazing mm-hmm.
1: yep. I, I remember I was actually torn because I was gonna I wasn't sure if I was gonna go um a fifty-fifty, uh, five-five, 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 it's four fives, and um, five-three-three-three, three, three, cause um, I was trying to make the number um, a parallel to tower, the uh, very very really good three K entry, and, and jackal I think isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and then in the end I was just like, you know what, like, a fifty-fifty has a ring to it, so I, yes. I just went fifty-fifty
0: yeah i mean anything that like you can say very quickly that people will remember is good
2: basically yeah he's, he's six away from my first article
3: <laughs> yeah
2: and, and just towering over me and I, I don't even mean that as a pun although i've i've recently <laughs> been mocked for enjoying <laughs> puns by my friends so uh, puns are fuck, you, friends. <laughs> fuck you friends fuck you friends who, who very classy reads. yeah that's me all class that's what i'm here for i add a little bit of you know joy and friendliness and order very that's fair. what i do all right come on what well, the hell are we doing come on get your ass yeah, here. speaking of that
0: let's <laughs> uh let's let's talk about uh let's talk about arcadia this week oh
3: yeah
2: let's
0: do that so i thought i'd go through some very basic information and then you can talk a little bit more about it jackal because you've kind of had a close kind of relationship with it. Mm-hmm. We did the hub as well. So, Arcadia is a anomalous game company that starts up uh, because a guy named Nolan Bushnell starts uh, gathering like-minded, uh, both anomalous technology people, but also like occult enthusiasts together, and uh, they develop games under this company, Arcadia Electronic Software. Uh, which I'm pretty sure was just, like, Atari and then, like, had to be changed. Uh, I I think, but I could be wrong. Um, Um, Nolan Bushnell is real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, no, I know he's real, yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, and then, uh, you know, it's kind of like... The thing I find so interesting about it is because it's not just, like, cursed video games, although there is a lot of that. Uh, It's got this real, like, inherent... Um, magical and like ritual understanding, especially like demonic, uh, like sort of infernal stuff with the digital. Um, it's founded by these two college academics, uh, Bushnell and I forgot the other one, uh, in the mid 60s. Uh, Dabney. They, they, Dabney, right. Uh, and then they start, they get, what well, I thought it was really interesting in the history on the Hub is that they like start getting funded by the SCP <laughs> Foundation mm-hmm. at first uh, to like provide technology. Uh, and then like real quick are, SCP Foundation is like you guys are fucking nuts right <laughs> uh, but like somehow that doesn't end up with them like getting anesthetized they just keep going uh, and they become like this like drug fueled like weird mess in the 60s and in the 70s you know especially during the rise of the personal computer like uh, sort of first huge thing before the video game crash in 83 um, and they make all sorts of games, especially for, like, the Atari. Um, and they end up surviving the video game crash in the 80s. Uh, and they, at least according to the hub, starts to try and drop its connection to hell, which I thought was really funny. Like, just <laughs> It's just explicit for, like, two decades that they're like, well, no, we, we're definitely doing arcade games that, like, steal souls for quarters and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they start to, like, financially crash... Uh, and somehow they come back in 91 and they start making successful games again but they're never quite as big as they were uh, and then they kind of disappear into the shadows in 2006 um, and what I thought was interesting was that there's a kind of three eras according to the hub uh, There's, and this is directly from it, a cabal of drug adult witches and warlocks making bank by imbuing video game products with black magic fueled by the souls of children, <laughs> you know as you do, as one does uh, Somewhere in between, because they have some silent years between 86 and 90, and we don't quite know what they were doing then. Uh, and then, a myst- because afterwards, when they come back, they're like a mysterious, much more traditional corporation, and they produce high quality works and video game products with some sort of anomalous twist, good or bad. Um, and as I said before, Nolan Bushnell is the original founder and sort of a weird, occult, druggy guru. Uh, I realize he's a real person, but the way he's portrayed. Uh, hey, what the and, hell, and the articles...
3: What?
2: So what the hell, no one seriously? What were you, you up to? It's
1: like <laughs> where
3: in st- hell at this? How point. do you sleep?
2: Oh, I missed a trick. I feel real bad now. Damn it! <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's. Dead. I left that but- one out there to make you feel more comfortable as the guest. I let you take that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun about him, though,
0: in the articles, and, and probably is a smart thing, given it's a real person. Um, it doesn't really show up in a lot of articles it's always kind of in the background which you know i realized was probably done because they wanted to avoid uh you know uh the original founders wanted to avoid using this real person too much but what it ends up setting up is this like very phantom like you know uh shadowy figure who's kind of always in the background uh, which is fun um and then something that I was reading about, but Jackal, you could talk about it. It's like the Arcadia effect. Like it always, every time you use Arcadia, it comes up purple. And all the articles, what's that about?
1: It, it just kind of does that. Actually, like there's not really like a reason. It's just like it, it, it looks cool.
2: Yeah. So, so whenever it's written in documentation, for example, it's always in purple text.
0: Yeah, like, even if it's in the files.
1: But, like, it's not, in, like, in the, the thing. Files even.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not, like, it It doesn't mean anything. It's just, like, a fun thing.
1: Um, I guess originally, uh, well, I never got around to, like, specifying what it did, but um, there's, there was always just, like, the implication that Arcadia did something at some point, uh, whether it be, you know, a deal with some demon or whether they had leftover occult magic and it they just figured hey why don't we make everything purple you know, out. Uh, that's a druggies like idea for sure yeah I, yeah
0: I, I love the i fucking love the idea that like you are making some sort of deal with some eldritch thing and the the like the extent of your ambition is like what if every time somebody wrote our name it, it showed up in purple. Whoa!
2: I could just imagine writing a tale for this, where they're they're negotiating with demons or whatever the hell, and they're like, so you want all the success, right? You want all these powers, right? And you want all this power, right? And you want your company to do well, and you want money, yeah. Well, what you've given us in Souls is still slightly worth a little bit more than what you've asked for. Like, just not a, not a lot, but a little <laughs> bit more. Is there anything else you want to throw into the package? And they were just like, could you make it so... <laughs> Whenever my name comes up somewhere, just it's like end purple? it with like,
0: just end it with the with somebody being like, well, you know, I've always really liked purple. I mean, <laughs>
1: the, next, the next line is just the you know in bold text, Arcadia in purple. Right. Fun fact about that, actually, it's not even every time. Um, uh, I well, it was that at one point, I believe, but I was I looked at it and it's like, it's like this is this is cool but it's just too much purple so I've actually <laughs> I've actually toned down the use I actually have a pretty consistent uh, setup um, I use it the first time in any like big chunk of text or like a, like um, like every let's say three to five paragraphs uh, I use mm-hmm. it yeah the first time always purple and then anytime after that it's generally anytime it's like important or you're trying to use it to set a point like I believe on the hub, I use it every now and then. It's like Arcadia wasn't the same as before, and I believe that Arcadia is purple. So generally, it's um, I use it if I'm trying to sell a point at least on the hub, and for like specialty singer lines, like right at the end of every piece. Like I know on the hub uh, for the 2006, it's why not Arcadia, and that Arcadia is purple, of course, because oh, yeah. I felt oh, yeah. like even though by my rules technically it wouldn't fit I was just like I have to do it for stylistic effect like it just makes sense
2: I, I like the fact that it, it, it's it's this visual thing that's fun for visual things but it seems to have really the foundation seem to have made an effort to, to to align themselves with it, because um, the MTF that shows up in a lot of Arcadia stuff, eight to 6, presented in color, their name is in red, green, and blue, <laughs> seemingly anomalously as well, every time it shows up. So it's like they're going, I don't really know why they're doing it, but we've got to keep up with the Joneses, so can we have our MTF have a magically colorful name too? <laughs>
0: I love how stuff like that starts on the wiki because it's mostly, you know, a text art form. And so anything that we can do to make things, like, pop a little bit. And then, like, it starts getting read into, like, the actual, you know, like, lore of the universe. I think that's pretty fucking cool.
2: Yes. Yes, it's like they didn't really have the ability to do all this crazy CSS theming code stuff back then. But what you could do was you could put some wiki.span text in there with red green and blue colors you can do that <laughs> it was only two years ago <laughs> yeah yeah well think they, I, I've been looking at a lot of the this the stuff from series three and four and five and six and the the uh, the theme creep that you see over the last few oh, years sure. is absolutely phenomenal you can oh, even see it looking absolutely. at the K-Cons until 4k there's very 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 little and then I've, suddenly I remember, boom. Yeah.
1: I,
0: remember when I mean it just it took like some From fucking talented people, at you know, that started introducing Mm. more and more into the lexicon. I guess.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, because I joined 2017, 18. That was like right, it was like right after three con. About because I remember uh, um, all my early jazz have three xxx as a placeholder. So I remember Mm. like that was what series four. Yeah, definitely. Everyone was using Sigma Nine or um, a Sigma Nine based themes. And I remember (laughs) for one point, I was just like. (laughs) I really want to make my own theme. So I made, like... I have, like, three or four different Sigma-9 themes that are honestly never going to see the light of day because they're <laughs> not all that useful. But um, I remember one of them was, like, an alternate FBI theme. That was actually on the site for a while. It was... um,
2: I think I've seen that one.
1: Yeah, it used to be on yeah. one FBI... Or one FBI... Was it uh, the format? Uh, the yeah. UAU formats for a while. And then... Uh... Because I got rid of the, the, what's it called? Oh, the translation module, um, for the interwiki. So what happened there is, it didn't, cl- uh, it didn't fit with the colors, so I was just like, I'll just get rid of it. And then <laughs> later staff, they were they were really cracking down on. P- no
2: kidding! Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like, imagine it, it coming down on it. you like the wrath of international god
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there were other crackdowns like hey this is against CSS policy we're going through all the articles or all the themes and it's like your theme doesn't have this and back then there wasn't like an, there wasn't like an easy or I'm just gonna put like a known way to style it because this was like the yeah. CSS dark ages where everyone was copying the same like base code. Yeah. everyone had like bloat code enough oh, low sure. code to make like three uh, extra themes <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah I remember um, yeah I was just like look this looks like ugly on it like is there some way we can reach an agreement and they're just like no like you either put it on or you put it off and I remember I was like I was throwing a hissy fit at that point because I was just like I pull this work <laughs> in and like it was just like they have the audacity to tell me to put this back in but like I was just taking it more personal than I did because it was like three, four years ago. Definitely, like, I wasn't as laxing as I am now. So definitely, I was just like, I kind of took it as a friend. So I was just like, okay, then I'll just get rid of the theme. So I got rid of the theme. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think
0: we all know that, like, the older we get, the more it's like, fuck (laughs) it, who cares? Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm not going to get in a fucking fight about this. Fuck it. Yeah, and, yeah. like, honestly, it's like, it's, like, one of the most minor things. It's, like, an intro wiki module. No one translates my stuff anyway, so, I mean, I don't have to worry about it.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, you could be like Harry and I and
0: have people translate stuff, but then download it. It'd be great. <laughs>
2: oh, now he's putting in things we'll have to cut. <laughs> nope. I ain't cutting it. Fuck it. Anyway, I... Mean, I uh, I didn't say anything in this part of the conversation. Um, <laughs> so if this comes up in staff chat, you are you're being spurious. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything inappropriate. We're good. Yeah. Anyway, fine. nobody listens to uh, this anyway. That's true. <laughs> it's not hey,
0: true. Before, when we were talking, before we were on, Jackal, you mentioned something about how um, that there was kind of a lore swap with Arcadia.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This was, I think, late. 2019 ish because I, I like i definitely remember it was like right uh, it was my freshman year because i'm junior now i'm in college but um it was right about when uh covid had just hit because they basically they told all of us it's like hey you have until thursday to pack up and go else you're <laughs> staying here and you can't leave from our college so er- everyone was like <laughs> panicking basically it's like We have three days to get out of here. Else, you know, we're going to get charged, what, $4,000 and be stuck up here with, like, no food because the campus isn't open. So, yeah, everyone's panicking. So, this is, like, maybe like a month or two later. Like, it's calmed down a little bit, but definitely it was still, like, right as COVID was hitting. And, yeah, staff was just like, hey, um, I've got to talk to you. So I remember, I think at first I was just like, "Oh dang!" It's like, "Uh, "Did I do something? Am I in trouble now?" But um, (laughs) yeah, uh, like basically, like the whole gist of it was is like, "Hey," um," it's like a guys uh, are using the Arcadia name, and like although like you could argue like we could argue it's fair use, as in like because we have many Disney or otherwise you know, just mentions yeah. here and there of, like, actual real-life organizations, and they'll fall under fair use. But Atari has been very uh, triggered happy on lawsuits, especially since they yeah. got taken over by Infogrames, that French company, back, I think, in what was, like, the early mm-hmm. thousands. Yeah, but they'll... Since they don't make games anymore, they're just riding off of that nostalgia high from the 80s, which I'm surprised it's still working for them. But, yeah they're definitely very lawsuit-happy. So they're just like, hey, we'd love it if you guys could just, like, get rid of the Atari <laughs> name, just so, you know, we don't get, like, a fat suit and we all have to, like, panic and figure it out because we don't have, like, a law team or anything. So, yeah, and around that time, it was just like, okay, it was like, oh, can drop it, but it was just like a... We have a chance to basically, like, refit and just do essentially almost whatever we wanted with Arcadia Mm -hmm. now, because it's like, hey, now there's no direct ties to, like, Atari. We could do this, we can do that. And so I was, um, at this point, I was like, kind of in the Arcadia like, club, quote unquote to say. So yeah, I was basically one of the people working on it, and I got not handed off, per se, like, I I wasn't like delegated. It was just something that like, oh, hey, I like, I think I can do this. So I offered basically just to rewrite the hub. And, sure. Yeah. I mean that's
0: the way it works. That's the way it works. Sometimes it's like, you know, I mean, it happened with I.P. and SNC Plastics, and mm-hmm. you know, I, it just happened with me with the Deva because I just decided it was going to work that way. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you know things just happen where you end up like, oh well, this is just kind of my thing now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um. Actually, honestly, um, for the hub, the only stuff that's there from the original is like startup and like the first, the first part of emergence and actually no, sorry, startup emergence and like the first part of household is like the original Arcadia lore per se. And then it, pretty much everything after is my like, not brainchild. I mean, it, it technically is because I wrote it. Pretty but, much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, it's really good. Um, you know, and
0: you know, I mean, I think that's when it really gets interesting. I mean, it's cool to see where it starts up and and the the origins of it. But I think it's when it's in that period of household and, and then Renaissance that, like, I think is probably the most interesting at least the stuff that I relate to, because I understand the references, talking about somebody making computer games in the 60s, I go, what? There were computers?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely... Um, what happened, actually, is... It, at first, Arcadia was going to be like... It, it was still like a Bushnell control... It was basically just like an attorney substitute, but uh, I'll be honest, um, I was born in post-2000, so I know... <laughs> probably next to Jack about uh, this like the Spectrum and all the Commodore 64 like that's like what 40 30 years prior to me even like being here so I knew nothing about it and of course like 20 yeah (laughs) yeah but I definitely wanted to write Arcadia and uh, it's just basically I just try to make it more open for general media for Arcadia because like, Atari's not the only company that was making games back then. There's definitely tons of other, like, tiny games that, you know, never really got all that. Um, it never got recognized, per se. So, yeah, and... Uh, I was tired of Bushnell, essentially. It's like, there's only so much you can do with a real person that exists before it starts becoming, like...
0: Yeah. That's- uh, like
1: like a Wikipedia page, and, like, it starts becoming boring. So that's when I... Gary Bushnell um, put in uh, Dan Dunn Dan Wolf Dunn basically yeah. as like this new sort of open ended characters like you know just uh, take him and run and then and he kind
0: of is fun because he's got the whole like 80s businessman vibe definitely yeah breed is good
1: <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the 1985 special purple Arcadia rebranding I, w- uh, I wanted to tie in that Arcadia purple Because I felt, (laughs) I'll be honest, uh, I'll feel so remiss if I didn't somehow make a cool Arcadia logo. Actually, how that came about, I'll be honest. I was going through uh, Photoshop and I was just scrolling through like all the CC fonts I have downloaded, and I actually stumbled on that one. I was just like, "Oh, this looks great!" It's like, it does. I gotta, I got. This has to be one of the logos. So I swapped it it from red to purple, and oh, sorry, yeah.
0: No, it looks like the fucking platonic ideal for, like, an 80s arcade font. It looks like what I want to see over the
1: door before I walk into a place that's gonna let me play (laughs) Pac-Man. definitely. Yeah, I was trying to give it a look. And then, um... I'm a fan of, like... I like supernatural horror. It's fun. I think my ideal genre, if I were ever to, like, drop the wiki... I mean, I hope I'm, like, not, like, 70 and still writing on the wiki, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but, like, eventually, if I were to get into a genre, um, I've kind of, like, angled myself into kind of, like, cyberpunk horror. Uh, Sorry, cyberpunk supernatural horror. Sure. Because I always really like that, like, there's a juxtaposition there between, like, this is this advanced dystopian technology, but we've still got, you know, like, demons and all this r- r- religious iconography and everything. So, um, for Arcadia, I was just like... We, we've had, what, th- two decades of demons, and demons are fun, but again, there's <laughs> only so much you can write about uh, cursed, haunted video games before it becomes boring, so that's why uh, at least for Renaissance and Shadows, like, I'm trying to get broader horizons, like, um, I put uh, Dan Dunn breaking off ties from hell, so, you know, you can get other sorts of anomalous media, because... I always felt like that was uh, a pitfall of Arcadia is because so so early in its conception, it was pretty much strictly about cocaine, drug, addled, occult, uh, and right. it's it's still something that it hasn't entirely broken off from, and right. yeah, my whole vision for like post-80s Arcadia was just like, hey, there's other things you can write about using Arcadia. It's like, it doesn't have to be cursed <laughs> video games, it doesn't have to be demons, um, right. uh, Corpse Club, which is a draft I have been working on, well, quote-unquote working on, but it's a draft I've had <laughs> in the works for, like, three years at this point, and it was about a movie they tried making in 1985. Nice. That, and um, I believe, I can't remember, I think S- Lord Stonefish, or, I can't, uh, I don't remember who, but someone just dropped an art exchange tale, and it talks about, like, anomalous cinema, and Corpse Club is, like, one of the Big paragraphs, and I bet like two years from now, if Corpse Club isn't on the wiki, people can be like, "What's Corpse Club? But what's this person referencing? It's like, what the heck?" But yeah, it was. I've always been working on just articles to get Arcadia out of that video game lurch, per se. Sure.
0: And I mean, e- even if it was just reliant on video games, um, as long as you like pulling it away from the infernal stuff, pulling it away from, like, the hell stuff is smart, because, like, you can't... As much as that stuff is fun, it really fits that early time period, you know? You don't really Mm -hmm. see a lot of horror movies now that are just, like, straight up the devil, or devil worshippers, or whatever, and when you do, it's, like, a retro thing. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Because,
0: as much as I think that that could be fun, still, and, I mean, I just played with it in my DEF CON thing, but... It, you know it too was a retro thing it, because it really does feel like 70s 80s stuff. yeah and if you wanted to kind of get past that you know there's a lot of other types of horror i mean let's face it a lot of us aren't really scared by the idea of demons cuz we're not all that religious yeah <laughs> yep in fact when you talk about demons my interest just immediately goes oh cool <laughs> i'm not
2: scared of it i'm just like had- oh, interesting. I've had considerably more problems in my life from Christians than I have from demons. <laughs> I haven't
0: met a single demon.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've never had a problem from a demon. Never, as, far as Not I, once. As, as, far as far as, as I far know. as I'm aware, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. But <laughs> well, let's
0: talk about some of these articles. Um, so, first one I got on the list is by Jack Dragon X, and I remember I think I created this or. Maybe I read it just really early on. But it's 5963, Dark Nights at Showbiz Pizza Place. Gosh, I wonder Uh, what
2: that's a reference to.
0: Yeah, he says pretty clearly it's a reference to uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. But to be fair, I feel like that's under... I think that's remarkably underselling this article. Yeah, for one thing, it actually
2: has fuck all to do with the
1: article. Which makes it a
2: clickbait title. Thanks, Jack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, um... I believe that that was actually toned down. It was a toned down name. I think I was... uh, I definitely remember helping this article because I made one of the images, or I think I made one or two of the images in this article. Yeah. So, and yeah, and I was one of the critters on it. So, actually, I believe at one point, like, it straight was about to be called Five Nights at Freddy's or or something (laughs) incredibly close (laughs) before, I think... I don't remember who, but I, I believe Jack Dragon had... He had the sensibility to change it, to you know, avoid the fallout that I guess Tanhoney's gotten with Among Us and <laughs> the other media or the, or the I think at the trash this is a Siren Head article. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, licensing I mean, team would prefer that you did not upload an article called Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Just gonna say that right out loud. Please do not. You know.
0: I do think it's funny that like some things get away with referencing like super popular things. Like there's that Minecraft article that is like incredibly popular and I think Welt in someone... The
2: Crucible by I think William I think it's one of those thought, Ws. It's we a Western. 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 Yeah. It's one of those Ws. Yeah, with I think the, it is all, all W's are the same as far and it's a
0: great article, by the way. I'm not trying to imply it's not. It's a terrific yeah. article. It does have screenshots so, right
2: from Minecraft, <laughs> yeah,
3: and oh, I can't front. Let's let's like a bad yeah, idea. Not, But, yeah.
0: but, you know, it's funny. Like the, I think that if that was proposed now, with how huge and like comprehensively part of culture Minecraft is, people would be like, ugh, get away. You know, fuck off. Uh, the same thing that they would do with you know Fnaf, but. At the time, it you know wasn't
1: quite as big a deal. I dread the day where Dream stands are going to find that article and ask where's Dream. <laughs>
2: who yeah, the fuck is Dream. Oh, was Is, it the guy, <laughs> uh, is the, he's that? Uh, he's that guy who cheats Minecraft at Minecraft and yeah, also is, is a right.
1: speedrunner. More popular, <laughs> uh, basically a cheater. Yeah, at Minecraft. Wait, wait, wait!
0: He's still popular even though he got caught cheating?
1: Yep, because people are just like oh, you know, like you live in America. Yeah, yeah America, like, you, you know, understand
2: this how this is, works, right? You can this
0: do is like post, This is like a post Trump world right here. Yeah.
2: yeah, you can do literally anything wrong, and it's fine because most I, people will just be like, whatever, I like you still. Yeah,
1: and plus, like, uh, most of Dream's fan base is, like, what, under 17? So if they idolize yeah. somebody, like, sure, it could tell them that they murdered, like, three people, and they'd still be like, but. <laughs> they'd be like, Yo, he's but just but what's a new Dream article? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's not good. It's still anyway. statistically
2: possible that he didn't kill those people. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we
0: doing? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so I, I've been drinking, which is why we're all, all over the place. Oh, so good. SCP-4. 5963, we were talking a little bit about. So it refers to a series of anomalous events that manifested within a currently abandoned showbiz pizza place. And I think it's really funny because there's a footnote that says, and it was, the the location was eventually taken over by Chuck E. Cheese.
1: <laughs> like, nice. Okay,
0: we, I think we get it. Uh, but there's six Arcadia ca- arcade cabinets.
1: Um, say that six times. Arcadia first. arcade
3: cabinets. Yeah, it's actually fine.
1: technically a stealth reference, in fact, with the Chuck E. Cheese. If people have picked up on that, go on. What?
0: Stealth reference to what?
1: Oh, okay, so, um. A Nolan Bushnell, the creator of Arcadia, is also the man behind Chuck E. Cheese's. On I didn't know
0: that. What?
1: Yes. So. Ar- uh, wow. Sorry, not Arcadia. Sorry, Atari. Atari. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah he created Atari. He also created, um. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese's. So basically, really? the. At That's least fucking the, hilarious. A stealth implication there is it's just Nolan Bushnell, you know, taking his property back. That's I don't know cool. if it's.
0: Uh, that is fucking hilarious, uh, especially because the manager is like, you know, interviewed and like asked, "Well, do you know Nolan?" Like, "Yeah, yeah, I worked with him once. How oh, you talk to
2: him much?" "No, no, no." Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. That's interesting. That's,
0: that's really cool, actually. Anyway, so there's these six arcade cabinets that designated uh, dash one collectively, but they have like numer or alpha uh, through whatever you know, A through F, uh, <laughs> and the manager purchased the arcade cabinets directly from Arcadia. He used to work there, which is how he know no new, new yeah. Nolan Bushnell. Uh, there's a newspaper report in the very beginning, which is pretty great, uh, which is kind of creepy, reporting about these children going missing while at the at the Showbiz Pizza Place, and the cops suspect the manager of being guilty of it, but they don't have any proof. And it becomes clear that it's the like anomalous arcade cabinets and they've like absorbed the souls or personalities of the kids and there's like this like summary of it this is maybe a, like an early attempt to like get around the fact that they couldn't figure out how to do real AI so they were just gonna put kids souls into it <laughs> just so you can make a better video game yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean like I know it's supposed to be like haunting but I just think it's funny so <laughs>
1: Uh, Why train AI when you can yeah. just have kids' brains do it for you?
0: Are you going to spend all that time and money developing, you know, complex uh, artificial intelligence when you could just like suck the soul out of the kid? Mm. What's the problem? <laughs> Fuel for the fire. <laughs> uh, but there is actually a really good, like, effective, like, attempt at an interview with one of these, like, entities, which is, you know, a kid, uh, like, kind of express, you know. I, I, I read it as, like, semi-comedic because it's kind of a ridiculous in context, but it actually was
1: pretty effective, I, I thought. Yeah. So which of the images did you make for it? Um, the, the... Actually, the the one that's not the asteroid's cabinet, so basically the other image. Uh, oh, the cool. active on-screen one with, I think it's, um... Missile Command? Yeah, it's the kid with the kid's face? Yep, which I actually had to remake because i had a cc image of um a missile command but um since it's an image and i think it was it was kind of blurry and so basically what it is i basically uh, all the pixel art for the missile command is it's me having to go pixel by pixel and remaking all the cities and the mountains and the missiles and it was it was arduous it wasn't that fun Oh, okay, no, that well. doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> For an image
2: that's 200 pixels wide on the screen, too. Jesus. Yeah.
1: And the score, I... Uh, shoot, I actually had this guide I had bookmarked, but I can't find the page now, which makes me sad. It was just talking about how, um, I believe, NES and just aspect ratios, because um CRTs... Um, you guys are aware how it's not, like, a pixel-perfect thing. Like, on HGTV, yeah. it's like, oh, pixels, pixel but CRT, it yep. kind of blows it up to, like, this amorphous... Yep. Slightly bigger than a pixel, but not a pixel. Yeah, so, um, I used to have this thing where it's like, one pixel for this game is actually this specific size and this uh. many pixels at this resolution. It was, like, incredibly useful because, like, for NES, I could do pixel art and then... Make sure it's at the right size because, uh, as you're aware, like playing 4.3 on a 16 by 9 stretches it out. So. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I learned the hard
0: way when I like, tried to uh, play some old PS1 games and hooked it up to my HDTV.
2: Oh, it's always such a pain they ask to get aspect ratios correct for stuff like that.
0: I just didn't bother. I just download. I, well, I mean, I just accessed it Keep somehow for, on, yeah. on my computer.
2: Yeah, and then you saw it at the, at, a, at a slightly inaccurate ratio. Now, don't you
3: feel eh, bad? That's
0: fine.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I'm I'm alright with it. Don't you feel bad? <laughs> no, I'm feel
0: good.
1: bad. Look, man, I can't play that game any other way, and I still own it, so it's not something. Yeah. Also, fun fact: that face is it's like an amalgamation of I think mine and her friend's face, and I kind of <laughs> just like I, I kind of just kept bash it together to make it tinier uh, in size, and I. Uh, it's probably so obvious, but I just flipped it horizontally because I was just like, there's too much shadow on this side, See, so I'm just going to flip it. And it is when it, you say that, but I didn't notice that before. Yeah, and it actually kind of gives a creepy look because human faces aren't symmetrical, so right. when you do make it symmetrical, there's always just something off about it.
2: Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, most people, their eye is a little bit higher or a little bit farther away from the nose on the side. or Yeah. Yep. The nose is usually almost never symmetrical itself.
0: Break. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about SCP-5020 Infestation TM <laughs>
2: You like uh, TM's You're big on TM's, TMs, TMs.
0: So far. I am uh, Yeah they are SCP-5020 is the collective designation For all Atari 2600 model CX 2600 Heavy Sixer consoles Distributed by Atari Inc <laughs> But the anomalous effects Only manifest when certain conditions are met this is like so retro it's ridiculous the device is only 10 years of age uh, it's over 10 years of age from its initial manufacturing the device still possesses 45 percent of its original components including the cartridge slot the device possesses some exposure damage likely resulting from inadequate storage and neglect so if it's in pristine condition it's fine there's no anomaly <laughs>
2: This, this, is, this is one of those things you do when you're writing about a physical object that some people have, where you try to make sure that everybody realizes, oh shit, this probably applies to mine.
3: Because
2: <laughs> most people who still have an old video game console have probably replaced parts of it, but not the whole thing, and it, they've probably left Yep, there's morals in it. it. Make
1: sure to treat your old video game consoles with respect and love, else <laughs> this will happen to you.
2: That's right. That's right. You don't want I, I... you don't want them being haunted. And that's what happens if you put stuff in the garage. It gets haunted. <laughs> that's how you get ghosts. <coughs> I've actually had my Super Nintendo that like 3 times. My Super Nintendo is immaculate. It's in perfect condition except for the controllers which are covered with bite marks cuz I got so mad. Bite marks. Yeah, I used to bite the bite the controllers.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, I, I uh, that's how I come A friend had mine for a little while, and I had, I had to get it back, and that's how I could tell that she hadn't actually lost it, and it actually was mine, because the controllers <laughs> were still covered in bite marks. You handed something to someone else that you had put in your mouth. <laughs> yes, well, you see, I have chosen not to go into the relationship I already had with this individual who I did specify was a woman so I I will just say that she wouldn't have minded the fact that I had had the controller in my mouth at some point you're the one who asked okay it's so much better than I did anyway uh, after this back to the anomaly we
0: talked about the sex scandal. oh no (laughs) it's the tamest the tamest Uh, sex scandal ever I once gave an axe my bitten Super Nintendo controller my ps1
1: (laughs) open button gets a little sticky (laughs)
0: <laughs> what have we done? Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the anomaly happens where... They, yeah, That's right, we're just switching yeah, back. You keep up. trying to go back <laughs> to
2: the anomaly, why don't you?
0: Yeah, you know, it's an extra-dimensional colony of insects, which, you know, of course, uh, full of different species, like cockroaches, but they also include that there are other arthropods like spiders and et cetera, et cetera, but they exhibit a hive mind, which of course, you know, hive mind mm. has to Good be... stuff uh but they also have this is just added flavor they also have contagious diseases such as malaria and cholera
2: <laughs> nice just what so you want fun. when you go to play your video game
0: not only is there bugs but they have horrible diseases interactivity uh, the bugs don't ever leave the console but the internal dimensions are unknown because it's like a little weird pocket
2: dimension full of like bug <laughs> colonies or whatever now it uh, sounds like that J about the uh About the bugs. (laughs) You sounded like you were reading the description and then suddenly it's kind of a little weird calling out like (laughs) bugs and shit (laughs) inside. Is that that a description? Man, Brad doesn't write the way I I thought he (laughs) did. Well, I paraphrased some of it,
0: obviously. Uh, depending on the cartridge plugs in the console, the bugs come out and form different entities like a humanoid with four arms or no facial features, a rat king, which is a bunch of rats joined together by the tail, that regularly fuse together in like an amorphous like fleshy thing. Uh orbits of bloat flies and an amalgam of different limbs behaving erratically, etc, etc. Um, but the really fun part I think is like you know three yeah. moons and and dr Wondertainment, entertainment this ends on like a note from the anomalous uh, corporation uh which i'm just gonna read which is hello valued arcadia because the, the the customer complained about this hor- these horrible bugs right uh hello valued arcadia customer unfortunately we are unable to resolve your issues due to various reasons the most prevalent being the lack of any problem on our part <laughs>
3: I love These, that phrasing.
0: <laughs> it's so good. These bugs, in quotes, you speak of, are in fact an important feature of your Arca- Arcadia Atari 2600 and are necessary to maintain the long lifespan of the console. <laughs> although <laughs> although we are unable to disclose exactly how we do this, as insectatro- Insectal Electronics TM are a registered trademark of Arcadia, we can inform you that this technology will cause you no harm as shown by our extensive in-house testing done to ensure
2: customer safety, TM. (laughs) They trademarked customer safety. That's how fucking serious they are about this. (laughs) We have also discovered trace
0: drug residue on the letter you sent us. So forgive us if we are less inclined to believe your erroneous claims. We would encourage you to cease spreading misinformation regarding the safety, TM, of our consoles. If you persist, you will be contacted by our legal team, and charges will be pressed. Thank you for your continued patronage. Arcadia Electronic Software.
1: There's two things about that, actually. Um, um, If I remember correctly, there's like a footnote in the middle of that that was like, I believe like the trace uh, drug residue was cocaine on the incoming letter. Yeah. And the outgoing letter. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're all. Doing and
1: that. Um, second thing is, um, funnily enough, about the Arcadia Electronics Software. Um, back when I was uh, remaking the hub and basically like recanonizing a bunch of stuff, I actually came up with the, I came up with this like idea or decision that, even though like it's Arcadia, right, there isn't actually like a specific name they go by. Like, everyone calls them Arcadia, yes, but, like, they'll have stuff labeled Arcadia Electronic Software or Arcadia Incorporated or, like, Arcadia Softworks, for example. So there's just a bunch of, like, (laughs) different, like, quote-unquote sub names. So, basically, um, any, like, Arcadia combo name is, like, technically still canon, which...
0: (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) It's their way of trying to avoid lawsuits. They never use the same <laughs> corporate name twice.
2: They reform after making every <laughs> video game.
0: Um, and I thought I'd that. Yeah, bring man, up that was like it, two
2: hundred iterations ago. That one wasn't us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have no liability for that corporation. Excuses. Uh, Those guys are weird. One of the fun things—it's not even in the article, but it's in the discussion. Somebody really hilariously said and their only comment was it's not a bug it's a feature (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was really quite effective uh so and then we have like the like required i feel like if you are going to tell a story about anomalous arcade or like atari games someone has to tell a story about the et (laughs)
3: landfill
0: and that's what happened here this is scp 4605 and it's by popsy oak uh, I could be saying that wrong, but I'm not sure. Called ET The Earthen Totality, <laughs> which is uh, refers to any of the approximately 700,000 video game cartridges buried in a landfill in Alamogordo, New Mexico, which is literally true. Mm-hmm. If yep. if listeners don't know, the people that made the ET software, the Atari game, never developed, never shipped it, and then just filled this land landfill entirely up with these cartridges and for decades no one even people thought it was like a myth or something uh, and it was finally found like only like 10 years ago i think
2: yeah i believe at the time they actually made more cartridges they they apparently had some very high expectations for the sales i believe yeah. they actually made more cartridges than they had 2600
3: yeah so they made the i believe was. yeah
1: it was like they made way too many and i believe they came out like right around the yeah, the crash and E.T. was yeah. also like mm-hmm. apparently is pretty poorly really made game.
0: game. Yeah, terrible. You can, yeah, you can look it up. Like they've got He's put because now that people can you know play it or whatever, uh, you know, finding some of these. I think they found some of the cartridges that still work or whatever, uh, and they show and like it was they were like all these little weird pits that you could fall down and then there wouldn't be a way to get back up, but you didn't die. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean they did, they did ship some of them, um, right. the, the game oh, did right. ship, they just they just made so many that they, they could never, it was actually physically impossible to pair it with enough consoles to sell all the copies they made, oh, right. and it didn't sell well because it was, everybody who played it yeah. was like, what is this? Because you know, you've seen Atari games, they're, they're one of those kinds of media where it's actually been so long they are functionally unplayable by people who grew up in the last <laughs> 10, 20 years, but yeah. like like this game in particular, bad by those standards.
0: Yeah, it's funny, like, I have such nostalgia for old games,
2: but this is, like, outside of my nostalgia window. Like, Yeah, like um, the NES games. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can yeah, play like, most like, of them as an adult who grew up really in yeah. 2010. You can do that. Yeah. But Atari games, it's, you have to be really into retro. And if you're really into retro, you're still not into E.T. I don't think Atari. anybody is. <laughs> No, no. I, don't think, I don't think any human beings ever enjoyed playing that. Game. That's
0: not I bet you there are 100% people out there that like pride themselves on
2: owning this. Yeah, game. there's some jackass on YouTube who has a stream where he does it every uh-huh. single day for right, the last he's 10 he's years, years, I'm sure. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, somehow Angry Video the,
2: Game Nerd's probably got an episode. Why do I say right. probably? I'm <laughs> just going to say definitely. he does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the cartridges <sighs> develop. Yeah. This is yet another
0: hive mind consciousness because all of the cartridges that are buried under the ground have developed a personality together <laughs> uh, that calls itself Arcady. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's super original. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> and what it's you expect capable, from a cartridge consciousness. Jeez. No, exactly. Oh, I'm not saying the the article is the original. I'm saying that the the hive. Yeah, mind, that's what I mean. What are you expecting from a cartridge pathetic. consciousness? What do you? Expe-
2: <laughs> what level of creativity are you expecting from an entity made out of? Much <laughs> better. <laughs> it's also, purple. also um, purple
0: what I think is really funny is it says it's capable of broadcasting and receiving digital signals but especially on so- social media <laughs> you're like this technology didn't even exist like that but alright um, there's this really good interaction between a foundation agent and the hive mind uh, where they're just t- basically talking nonsense they're using text which is really interesting because they can send text back and forth to it and, I, and I'm just going to read one of it because it's actually kind of the best part of the article, but <laughs> the hive mind says we were birthed in a roller rink, a place of true hormonal love. We were created from a deal in which the makers lied and the utilization of incorrect ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just crazy. It's just a crazy thing. <laughs>
2: mm. Yep. Nothing, there was something nothing like more in... fun than insane dialogue. Yeah. yeah no kidding. But there is some,
0: like, implication that it's, like, guarding against some horrible evil underneath the pit. Uh, but it's never quite revealed from the article, Though, so. Let's see. So, we've got another one from Ip, which we've, I feel like every episode for a long time. Yeah, we'll he's pretty prolific, sir. So.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Inescapable, the inescapable Ip. <laughs>
0: he's written a lot. Uh, SCP-5032, Panther Quest, uh, by Ip.
1: Yep. There's a copyright, <coughs> yeah, <symbol>. copyright. <laughs> There is, but I don't Are know. Are you, like,
2: racist against copyright symbols? You can do the trademarks, but I'm not doing a copyright symbol. I mean, copyright symbol doesn't have the same ring as trademark.
1: I would just say C. Copyright. Like, TM, I'd just copyright. say C. Copyright. <laughs> C? Just,
0: Panther yep. Quest.
3: C. Um... <laughs> C- mm-hmm. 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 mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. It's a designation of a series of anomalies related to the canceled Atari Panther game console. Dash One is a development kit for the canceled console, which allows for the writing, compilation, and execution of code compatible with this console, using code that only it could do, apparently. Uh, And you could use a special controller that you wore on your head, which is hilarious because he actually has a picture of somebody wearing a controller, sort of like this. Um, But the games coded for the console are able to be controlled using the mind. But prolonged use leads to headaches and disassociation.
2: <laughs> just like the uh, virtual boy. Just like playing Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, how much did you get paid? I didn't just, like, so- that was an insult. Speaking oh. of games. I can't anyway. tell. With from with FromSoft games, it's insulting them and complimenting them sound very similar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can say I hate them, but I buy every one of them and Speaking of play games, them for endless Raid Shadow legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes, please sponsor us. Anyway, uh, this Anybody. controller this controller creates a full-body sensory illusion, including simulations of touch, smell, and taste. Oh, good. <laughs> That's what you want. That's definitely what I want. And it's suggested that the brain is used for some part of the processing of these games because when you look at the screen when someone's playing the game, it's, like, displayed in a first person, which is entirely impossible for the level of technology that, that, that game is uh, programmed on but the game is called panther quest rage against the blank uh it's a mesoamerican word that i'm probably butchering uh it was made for a console uh but it's a fantasy game set in pre-columbian mesoamerican like folklore mythology and you're supposed to be like hunting down and killing this like ancient god uh the main boss which is a blank seems sentient and trapped within the game structure and he's, like, talking to the researchers as they're uh, testing it. But they can't figure out any way to talk back to it. So <laughs> he's just talking to the void. Um, <laughs> and what's fun is that there's, like, another one, like, a Shadow, like, sequel. Which is weird because none of these games were ever released. But somehow they programmed a whole sequel. Which is where they're going after the um, twin god. Which I forget the name of right now. But the point is, is that when they find the god in the game... Uh, it's like the it's just moving erratically doesn't really like perform the way it should (laughs) and the guy who programmed it has gone on to have like a full career in like electronic arts and like go to like video game conferences and throughout the decades they have this like trailing like line of like dead people being attacked by some large like jaguar entity (laughs) because it's implied though not clearly stated that like he traded space with, like places with this god and like yeah. every once in a while the god in man form decides like it's time to like come out
2: and like fuck somebody up that's awesome it's, really it's a good really article fun. it's a great article
0: and then we have A Cosmic Psycho by Lilith Holly Masato and this loves this one too it's, it's good. really good um it's really good because it's one of the few that's told like entirely from within the foundation, oh, not the foundation, but from within Arcadia. Uh, somebody gets recruited to this cosmic, uh, the cosmos, right? It's the, this new console they're developing, and it's just throughout the years, uh, why, like going through the development process. Um, it's a really good use of like different formats too, because it goes from all these different. Aspects, whether it's like uh, written reports or like advertising material, which is really great, looking the early image they use uh, to like uh, different uh, inter- like it looks like an interview log in an SCP to different like uh, letters and whatnot. It's 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 got the whole epistolary novel thing going. Definitely. But you you like it a lot. You talk about it.
1: Who's you? Either one of you. You want to take this one, Harry? guessed you.
2: No, it's your turn. <laughs> I'll
1: come in at the end. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I think... I'm trying to remember. Um, I believe this is like, what? Right around the Arcadia re... Um, yeah, re-canonizing. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Like, I I remember seeing it here and there... Actually, Gregory, I think... You, I'm fairly sure you critted it. Crit, critted it, actually. Yeah, hold on. I think you're, I? you're credited in the discussion for... Yeah, yeah. Grigey Carbon for critiquing leading me to change the article from a SP to GUI format.
0: Oh. Yeah. I think that was just <laughs> an idea uh, for him. I, so. uh, I could be wrong. You
2: enabled it.
0: <laughs> well, it. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, though, it was like several years ago. Um, I don't remember the, correctly anything that happened several years ago. I don't remember last week. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah I mean basically they were describing this whole like development process and I think the whole idea was we were going to like do it through an SCP so that all these things would be like a series of like journals and like internal reports and it was like just make it a They wanted July a picture
1: thing. of, uh, the, of <laughs> yeah. a, like a console edited actually and I was going to get around to it but then I, th- I remember they were just like actually never mind we decided to you know not have the console image in there. Yeah.
0: Um, I, mean, well, I really love they, it. It's the really image, image that they have
1: in the at the top oh, is like yeah. excellent for the
0: advertising material.
3: It
1: looks that so looks good. Like that was a really good image. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, uh, it you know we'll, we'll include that in the show notes, but everyone should go and take a look at it because yeah it, really it feels amazing.
2: real. It's got a great epist- epistolary uh, approach, and uh, the, the the weaving in and out of real people and things helps a lot with that. Which is one of the things that. Um, for legalistic, better or worse, really helps with with Arcadia. Is it? It gives it more mm-hmm. feeling of being real. Um, it's got Alan Alcorn in it, who created Pong, and he's in this. He's a major character. It's got Dan yeah. Dunn
1: in it too. Actually, I think it was one of the first articles to actually like have done like as an active character, not just for reference. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I really like the fact that it. it Feels like an app. Uh, you can actually like feel like the frustration and the weird like process by which that they're dealing with like over this. It's like what like it covers like 10, five, 10 years something like that to uh, this yeah. like development process. And like also like really embodies the idea that there was this like kind of maniac energy to working
2: at Arcadia during this period. Definitely.
0: Anyway, there's
2: another one here that's written by who's this? Oh no Harry. way! Blank. This was, oh. the, the, I see you and wrote, it's... you put two things in here, and this one, this one, this first one is just, you're just abusing your position. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've All included
0: right. this to make Harry talk about his crack fiction article.
2: I didn't write that. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: What was no, the crack I...
3: fiction contest?
2: Yeah, what was that? Uh, it was, here's a bunch of prompts for... Articles that would just based on the prompts likely be terrible. Let's all fill out as many of these terrible prompts as <laughs> possible. And the one that I picked was Danimals because what they wanted me to do was to reference some horrible sexuality themed um, thing that happened. Oh, in the that! Class, I remember that. I was, I was around for that. Yeah, so I just violently refused to do that and actually wrote about Danimals, the. Uh, I don't know, pureed milk baby drink or whatever, <laughs> whatever Yeah. Is it like yogurt? Or yeah, yeah. Like it's, uh, it? it's like yogurt or something. Like and like I just had yogurt. it so that it turns anybody named Dan into an animal.
0: <laughs> Everyone named Dan. And it, it turns turned... out
2: that I was able to find an awful lot of friggin' Dans because there's Daniel Aislinger, there's Dan Dunn, and there's um, Daniel Ashworth, ralston's author avatar, <laughs> and I have a Dan named Daniel Sikorsky. And then there's uh, Dr. Dan. Oh, yeah.
0: Did you use Dr. Dan? Or was this I did.
2: I did use Dr. Dan. I had him get turned into a monkey and then start typing up infinite decommissioning. (laughs) (laughs) And also two Danielle's at the end. But, yes, I did use Dan Dunn, and it's... Yeah, I had, him ter- I had gif. Dan Dunn get turned into a... No, he gets turned into a monkey. He turns everybody into oh. monkeys, because the, uh, the animals mascot is monkeys. And I think uh. I had something in there where he says that because he's been turned into a monkey and he's just running around shitting and throwing things in every direction, he understands the game. <laughs> <thing. laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. Alright. I've stopped talking times. Now. Oh, that's classic. Good times.
0: But, kind of the star of the show, oh, boy. Jackal, you wrote an excellent Parawatch watch article called B Wiley reviews Gatto.
2: I love that. It's a good article. I love this article. This is my favorite really? Parawatch. watch. I love this article. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, it's my it is my actual favorite pair. Uh, the moment I read this, I'm like I love this article. It's a fucking good article.
0: I mean, so I even have basic... a
2: comment in here. Look, I hardly ever commented back then. I have a comment from 2020 where I said I adored it. So there you go. Welcome Rand. <laughs> uh
0: so it's, it's you know, just the basic premise, and you can kind of give your thoughts. It's like this uh, person who writes reviews on the Parawatch forums of, like,
1: quote-unquote, cursed games. Um, so why don't you kind of, like, talk about uh, it? Yeah, so. sure. Um, I guess I'll just go through the plot. Um, uh, well, it, it's about this guy, uh, B. O. Wiley, and... Uh, Gregory got uh, the first rundown. He basically just, uh, just on the Parawatch forums, he just reviews cursed games, and he just posts about it. Uh, basically, just uh, he gives like a lot of preliminary information. He's playing this um, one uh, he's playing an early beta version of Gato, which is um, an actual it's an actual game. It's a this submarine simulator, and I believe I think Silent Strike is inspired by it. Much later, yeah, mm-hmm. but basically it's basically um like a beta version that arcadia worked on for a bit and he talks about just some basics of the games just um playing as a use of scorpion and how it went missing in 1944 which it actually did and talks about a submarine uh, it's Almost like your, Honestly like You started a game review it, He's just like Oh it was pretty fun It was like There was a couple of things Missing here and there But he was just like You know what In the end Like it wasn't really That cursed It was okay Basically He's like Not cursed But pretty fun And like You can tell that he Like he keeps <laughs> stressing That it's pretty fun Despite it being uh, A mid 80's game With like Three colors To it It's blue And Cyan I think. It's the Same thing Cyan and purple <clears throat> yeah, and then they just get a couple of views. Uh, his friend is like sounds like a great game. And uh, another uh, comter asks um, where he keeps all this game. So he talks about how he's got like this temperature controlled, uh, like basically kind of like a sealed chamber <laughs> type. It's like a closet basically that's been repurposed. <laughs> so the doors got like the draft <clears throat> blocker, everything. It's all sealed, so you don't get a lot of dust and mold and mildew. Just a couple more reviews, but his friend comes back and says, like, hey, uh, I think I got some information wrong on it, and uh, he has this interaction with this friend over that, basically, was like, hey, um, this, uh, this programmer, uh, I actually put the name of the commander, uh, uh, not the programmer, and they talk about this for a little bit, and he's basically at this point he's gone for i believe like a week or something and people are just like hey where's he at he does reviews here and there and he, even his friend doesn't know his friends been trying to call him text him uh nothing and then you get kind of like a stinger that this guy posts uh a newspaper clipping about this local guy he's just gone just disappeared from an empty room, and when they opened the door to basically try to see if it was in there, it was just covered in seawater. So, I mean, it was a basic parawatch. It's it's not that long, I don't think. Uh, yeah. No, it's super short. So I, I guess, uh, I guess i will talk about it conceptually since I'm here, but um, yeah, I finally enough. I was actually convinced uh, it was gonna flop because. I wrote this in the middle of like a stats class, cause I was (laughs) like dead. I was I was bored basically, cause I I'd gone through the material already, or I can't remember if it was stats or an anthropology class, but I remember something exceedingly boring, and I was, you know, it's like when the mind wanders, and I don't want to fall asleep in class because that's just the easiest way to get your your professor to not like you. So you at least look like you're doing something productive. So I was just like, I'll I'll write something. I was like, maybe I'll try a pair watch. Because I remember a while back, uh, this was like right when Parawatch was getting started. I remember being kind of like disappointed that like not not a lot of people used the forum part of the Parawatch posts because there was this whole thing about how Parawatch is kind of like a 4chan like uh, forum board, Mm -hmm. but. Like most of the pair of watches up to that point was just one person talking on like like a Twitter thread, like you're like reply after reply, and there's nobody else or like one or two like comments. So I definitely like try to get some of that more forum uh, storytelling. So there's uh, quote unquote the main character, uh, this Bill Wiley, the guy who's doing all the reviews, and there's a couple of responses, and pretty much. Every response is there to do something. Like, there's one where uh, I establish other friend because Wiley just like really quickly replies to him. It's like, oh, thanks for like sourcing it. And then the second one is oh, yeah. like, um, uh, I'm talking about the games, like where he stores the games so I can get the setup of that airtight, or not airtight, yeah, but airtight, it's so, like sealed the closet. Then the third one. Is setting up how it's like he's really like getting into this game. Like, he's like, Oh, this is a great game. Pretty much all the all the all his uh, response after this are, Yeah, this game is great. It's like this is 11 out of 10, this is 12 out of 10. And then, of course, this reply where the friend's just like, Um, it's like, I think you's like, I think you screwed up on the commander. At first, I was gonna make it a, a fictional commander and a fictional submarine, but I realized it would be. You know, it's kind of like that extra grounded realism factor, if it was like a real submarine with a real commander. So the, yeah. um, uh, the Growler, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a Growler? No, yeah, a Scorpion's a real submarine, and uh, Bill Wiley was the actual mm-hmm. commander, the actual commander of the Scorpion, and it did go missing in 1944, and they haven't found it yet. It's one like the 30 or 40 missing submarines in the Second World War, and. Yeah, so after I finished it, I had written it all out, and I was going to put more images for it, but I felt like, at, at by the end, I was just like, I don't think I really need them, and I just needed, I just, I just needed the one no. with the, I mentioned the Henry Cooper, how Henry Cooper is an ex-Arcadia <clears throat> programmer, and tying that into, oh, the commander, he basically got like almost sucked into the game, <laughs> essentially. So yeah, that was um, actually yeah. the image was a little bit tedious because I was using that again that website I mentioned where it's pixel art and then you upscale it to a certain resolution to make it look like it came off of I think I tried for like an NES type deal. Even, oh, no, no. It was it was the uh, I'm trying to find it Spectrum Holobyte. So that would be. What? yeah the spec yeah it's
0: like right it's like right in between the 26. yeah yeah and it's, the NES. Spectrum is, it's
1: spectrum holobite is
2: uh, spectrum holobite spectrum holobite's got nothing to do with yeah, console yeah. it's just a developer uh, yeah.
1: what is it i think i can't remember what game i brought it off of i think i might have just taken it off of i can, you know what? i can't remember i say. I, I said most of these, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I just, text art, I mean, I wrote it, I just typed it up, it took me like, about an hour to write it, and then, <laughs> I think an hour to make the image, it was pretty tedious, so, I mean, I'm surprised it's doing well, cause again, when I wrote it, I, I was expecting it to like, hit 5 or 10, you just stick there for a while, it should be higher than it is. It really kind of irritates
2: me that it's at 67. Because, I mean, I, I, I read this, and I was... It's it's such a fun one. He's like, it's a game. It's about a submarine. It says, I'm looking up the submarine. It says it's commanded by Commander Henry Cooper. And then uh, blah, blah, blah. And he goes through it. And then when he disappears into the game, somebody else is like, you got the name wrong. It says there's a Commander B. Wiley. So I'm reading <laughs> it. I'm already enjoying it. And then I look it up, and I'm like, I wonder, did Jackal did Jackal change the name of the original commander or did he change the name of the subsequent commander? I look it up. I'm like, Oh, the original commander in universe in our universe was Bill Wiley.
3: <laughs> it's
2: like, this has happened before I read the article. Cause of course it did. Otherwise how am I reading the article. I was very impressed by that detail. It's just it's a very funny Thanks. story. and I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And it like really emphasizes the best part of, I think, the, para watch in a lot of ways because it, it needs to be this fairly grounded even if the events are really crazy and out, out of this world it needs to like never fully go like behind the veil and, and this one does a great job of that because you just get like the little hints like like harry was just saying you have to look into it to realize oh he was not only sucked into the game but like maybe this was him like being you know put into the actual like history of yeah. it um through yep. this cursed game but like you yeah. don't get any of that explicitly you have to put those things together and I think that's the best part about Parawatch yeah. for sure
2: yeah it's great read it be Wiley Reviews Gato <laughs> read it
0: I also really love the title a <laughs> lot <laughs> yes yes uh, anyway so before we get out of here uh, we, we were talking uh, about this series that you're planning mm-hmm. on doing with Arcadia, and how it ties into shit that the three of us uh, all really love. So why don't you? It's called Perfect yep. Malice, right? So what's uh, what's the ba- you know, what's the elevator pitch?
1: Well, I guess the one I've been giving recently is it's just Resident Evil meets SCP Is <laughs> That's pretty much just the simplest way <laughs> yes. I spent it. I mean, it's it's, it's yes. very heavily inspired by Resident Evil, but definitely, yeah. Um, it's uh, one thing uh, after the Arcadia can uh, recanonization. I was always kind of like, not mildly upset, but it was just I was kind of annoyed that it was always everyone kept doing like the '80s Arcadia, '70s Arcadia, '60s Arcadia, but like, there's really not one article about like. Post, like 1993, or heck, even post 19 like 85 Arcadia, like you barely see any of that on site, and no one's touched modern Arcadia, which is something that like I really hope someone steps up to, because it's definitely like it's an open book. Like the only thing for 2006 Arcadia is they're really shady, shadowy company, and you see their games every now and then. You know in like your local GameStop and that's all you know so you have all this free reign but anyway back to present mouse (laughs) yeah I've been working on it I guess on and off for about uh two years now and it's basically been like an amalgamation of a bunch of different things like I was able to pick up the the 63 SEB 633 rewrite which is um ghost in the machine and I was working on that and I was looking for a way to tie it in because, as it is, six three three, like it's an alright article. It it's it's good setup for like an iconic villain per se in the ghost, or just like an iconic character. But it doesn't do much. It involves the UIU for a little bit, so I kind of just extrapolated from there, and it was like it turned into more and more. And I've I got back into Resident Evil because I think I dropped it after. Um, six, five, six, because I remember I was in, I believe, like, middle school or high school. It's yeah, a good it place was the most fun. I it, remember I was, I was pretty excited, I think. Because uh, I remember it was like Resident Evil 6, like, it wasn't that great. And then Village, I saw the trailer for Village, and I was like, I was stoked. I was just like, sorry, not Village, uh, RE7, Biohazard, even though that's what it is in Japan. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, yeah. you know, this might, like, this might. We might be going back to, like, the roots of Resident Evil. So, that was great. Uh, 7 was great. I love that game. And then Village, I was stoked for Village. I pre-ordered that thing, like, immediately. And I was up, like, all night. Even though I would work. I was up all night playing that thing. It was so fun. It was like, I was I was dying the next day, but, you know, it was worth it. Seeing the uh, yeah, the bulk Chris, Ethan, and everybody. Oh, I still haven't it's, played it's but,
0: um. <clears throat> yeah, it's just been, like, one thing after another. But I, I, for years, you know, I loved Resident Evil so much. I mean, like, you know, I was playing PlayStation when it first came out, and it was the f- thing that got me to buy a PlayStation when I was in, just starting high school. But <clears throat> it was, you know, it, it had fallen on some pretty hard mm-hmm. times, in my opinion. Um, in you know, everyone's really... opinion. Yeah, I mean some people will defend like 5. I really it didn't like okay. 5 that much. It's it's fun to it's fun to play, but it's it's really kind of racist mm-hmm. in parts. Yeah. And then also it's just kind of like it it went full bore into the action yeah. stuff from 4. It, it, even though 4 is incredible, it like it kind of transformed the whole series in a way that like I think a lot of us were not happy with. So 7 I remember when somebody was telling me to play 7, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm kind of burnt. I don't know if I'm going back to that series. And I finally picked it up, like, a year after it came out, and I was just fucking blown away. I I was like, I can't... I mean, it's so gross. It's so creepy. They still retain some of the action stuff, but turning it into a first-person game was brilliant.
1: Especially going with, like, that old, like, the vignette... Like, especially, like, the colors, I believe, in most of it's, like, this, like, drab green-gray for, like, most of the game, and it's dark, Mm -hmm. and it's moody, atmospheric, you know, something that I can't really say the same for about, like, 6 and maybe 5 at some points, but definitely, like, I remember when 7 came out, I was just like, this is Resident Evil, like, oh, we're back, (laughs) basically.
2: Yeah they haven't tripped over their deck recently after yeah. doing that either really cuz i mean the remake for 2 is also fantastic i haven't played the remake for 3 yet because mm. reasons but i mean i know it's i've i've heard complaints about it but i suspect
0: i'll still I, enjoy it very much Well, i think the people that complained about that probably wouldn't have liked the original but they're that's full of shit cuz 3 was a fun game uh
1: it-
2: yeah, the know. funny thing is that the remake of 3 was rushed, and it's a remake of 3, which was yeah, rushed.
1: I know. <laughs> actually, I think... It's fitting. Um, I don't know if this not counts as spoilers, but you don't mind if I talk a little about 3 Remake, because I actually just recently replayed it a couple times. No.
2: Well, I'm going to take my headphones off, so make a loud noise when you're done. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, all right,
2: bye. Bye.
0: A, you already played it.
2: Bye. You better type in the chat all when right, you're done, because um, I'm leaving. I, bye. I ex- <laughs> I said I hadn't played it. That's what I said. Those were my words. <laughs> it's a remake. Okay. Let me know when it's over.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: All right. Are you are you there, Harry? Okay. No. Yeah, but um, they <laughs> they got rid of like I think, pretty much, uh, they got rid of um, a raccoon park. They got rid of the clock tower. Yeah, and it's oh, really? like, um, I like Fox. on standard, I beat the game. Like blind run first try in like two hours and seven minutes. Ugh. Yeah, That's and and <laughs> with all with all the coins and everything that you can get, um, even I was able to like, quote unquote, speed run Inferno, which is the hardest difficulty, mind you, in like a minute. Sorry, a minute, like an hour, like thirty like hour forty five. So like, yeah, RE RE three wow. remake is definitely short and it sucks because it's. No, like B scenario or anything. Like at least RE2, even though like they cut like. Yeah. I thought. I... Well,
0: the reason, the reason I kind
1: of fell in love with three was oh, like, the
0: Mercenaries game. Did they? Do they have they that on the remake? Because or they
1: not? put it. They cut it out uh, because they had it. What? It's that's in Village, which I appreciate it, but they, they yeah, they uh, cut that's it out cool. of. And at least, like, RE2 Remake had fourth Survivor, Tofu Survivor, and it came with the extra Ghost Survivor game modes. But yeah, RE3, like, once you're done, right. there's not even, like, Mercenaries. You're just going back and trying to get...
0: Oh, that's terrible. Like Because, like, that was the whole point. I mean, like, when you beat the original game, or when I beat the original game, it was like, but I have so much more to do because now I can mm-hmm. unlock all these other crap. You know?
1: Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's um... Actually. I guess just a lot less Mikael, if you care about that. Yeah, um,
0: I don't. Know. <laughs> but I mean, being so short. I mean, I know the original wasn't a
1: long game, but that is very short. It's really short, but you know, I actually do prefer what they did with the uh, the UBCS guys, like uh, Murphy and Tyrell. They actually fleshed Tyrell out, or they didn't flesh him out, but he has more interaction with Jill now in this one. Um, mm. I think Nikolai. I definitely like the with Nikolai. I feel like he felt more like menacing. Um, he had like I, I guess less quote unquote screen time than in the original. But I mean, I felt that this Nikolai was. I mm-hmm. mean, he's pretty decent. Like he's pretty believable as a bad guy for Resident Evil. Sticks, right? Yeah, he was um not yeah, threatening. He, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Og, uh, Og Nikolai was kind of core. More of like a, like a gloating type guy is like, here's my entire yeah. reason of being. <laughs> at gunpoint, he was like a James
0: Bond villain, like going on. Yeah, a yeah, long but long
1: definitely long this Nikolai, he's like he still retains some James Bond villain, but like I I definitely like him better than OG, re three Nikolai. All right, all right, uh, and I found that to should get we, hairy. Harry <laughs> hey. welcome back you're coming with me <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes so
0: clearly and I mean you've shown us some of the logos yes. you've had like a lot of um, inspiration from not just Resident Evil but other oh, 90s definitely, horror yeah. games because like, I know you and I have both talked pretty extensively about um, I love Parasite Eve
1: Really Parasite Eve was yeah, sad. I was incredible. I, oh,
0: go for it. It's, it, I think it's like genuinely sad that Square only like because the second one's okay and the third, third one's terrible. We don't talk about third. third, third. Um, yeah, I, oh, fuck, um, but like it's really sad to see like especially during this time period when they brought out the first Parasite Eve it was right around the same time they brought out like. Mm -hmm. Vagrant Story and Xenogears and stuff like that where they were making these one-off games that had like really weird interesting stuff and then they just sort of threw all that shit away and just made Square did Live Live, did not they,
1: Or was that another company?
0: They might have I'm not
1: sure Square did a lot of weird shit in the
0: 90s Uh, but then by the time they brought out Final Fantasy X and then they lost so much money on that horrible movie they, like, retasked everything and, like, just became a yeah. Final Fantasy machine. It's kind of fortunate. Which, I mean, there have been good oh, Final yeah. Fantasy games since then, but I like 12 a lot. But it's really sad to not see those weird, interesting... They're starting to pick that back up now, but it's so cool that you can go back and, like, play Parasite Eve and watch how... And there's another game, and I forget who made it, but it's called Oh, yeah, Delca. Which is another... Art, like it's a JRPG but it's a survival horror JRPG, JRPG. And you're like, "Man, this could have been a whole fucking
1: genre." Yeah. It's That's one it's like very like a uh, like it's definitely more gothic horror if I remember correctly. Yeah, 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 another yeah. one. Yeah, it's it's like set in like uh, late 1800s early yeah, 1900s. Yeah, isn't that?
0: Yeah, it's like a manor and there's like three different characters. It's actually really well voice acted, which is crazy because of the time yeah, period pretty... almost nothing was. Yeah, um <laughs>
1: I guess the feeling about Parasite Eve is how most Silent Hill or Dino Crisis fans feel nowadays. So, especially Silent Hill fans, I feel, dude. Yeah. Um, like I played, I played the first two. I prefer the first one, but I can't knock the second one because the second one's just like genuinely really good. Like.
0: Yeah, no, you can't knock one of the best games. No, Silent Hill Two yeah. is fucking great.
1: <laughs> I, like, I always preferred the first one, but that I feel like that's just my yeah. bias, my personal bias on that. But still, yeah, but
0: no, yeah, I, I also seeing... prefer the first one. Um, I I like the second, and I like the psychological stuff that they did, but it did very much change yeah. the focus. And if you like the first one, I would highly recommend playing the third one.
1: I should. I haven't. I haven't gone around. I haven't gone around to throw in a room yet which is crime.
0: So third one is like a little mm-hmm. bit more contra- it's not controversial it's still very good you know controversial
1: well- with
2: me it's not the one <laughs> they did a thing that I don't
0: like is that like. the one that
1: brings <laughs> really you didn't like 3? 3 is the one that brings Harry back right Harry and Sybil or
0: that's only uh, well, way to put well, it Harry... not, not exactly but it yeah, does connect he to he that storyline that's yes. what I'm mad about <laughs> it's so good I, mean, I love doesn't, doesn't, it's not 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 3 terrific effect. It's, it's very contra- it is genuinely controversial. There are people that like love 1 and 2 and then get kind of pissy about 3.
2: No, the controversial one is
1: 4. Everybody hates 4. I did not know. Everybody hates 4. That's been coming around yeah. recently. I've like at least okay. from Wisconsin.
3: Yeah, a lot of people
2: yeah, are coming is... around on 4. It's like not a Silent Hill game, yeah. which is true. Yeah, it, is, it the the weird like apartments simu- and like
1: apartment it's creep a good simulator. game really It is well a good made. game. It's just it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's how uh, But that's yeah, how people really feel about RE 4 for a while though even though I mean R4 is a really good game it (laughs) aged really well actually (laughs)
0: yeah you can play it right you can play it on the original console it came out on fucking Gamecube I have it on Gamecube Mm -hmm. and it still plays incredibly well Uh, and the fact that they've brought it out on every console since and it like barely it's on on Steam. you can buy it too it's actually
1: the the oldest one on Steam that you can get but don't quote me on that
3: Mm, well oh, but they're oldest? remaking
2: it because, of course, they've got to skip Code Veronica uh, like a bunch of so fucking assholes.
0: Yeah, I really like <laughs> Code Veronica. I think fucking Code Veronica's re- fucking one Code Veronica's of the best is my personal stories. favorite. I
1: love Code Remake Veronica Cola. because, um, yeah, at least no, out of the main four, Ron. I've always preferred the Redfields over Jill and Leon. Like, I don't think you're wrong. Jill and Leon, totally, absolutely great characters. I love them, but I, you know, I just love the Redfields a little bit more. So seeing, like, especially seeing Chris and Claire together, like, doing, like, kick-ass yeah. sibling shit, such a good game.
0: Well, especially because when that one had come out, the last thing that we'd heard about Chris was Got just <laughs> the fact that, that like, Claire yep. was looking for him. That's it, you know? And, and you're like, okay, and then we went back in time, and, like, Resident Evil 3 is sort of before, and then after Resident Evil 2, so wait, what the fuck, happened to mm-hmm. Chris, like, it's like, you know, the guy we played in number one. Well, I mean, you know, you, you could have played Jill, I did, but the point is,
2: like, what happened The beauty to is, him? The beauty is, Code Veronica's answer to that is, I don't care, but here's what he did yeah. after whatever he did <laughs> yes, after.
3: Right. That. That's right. That's right. Oh,
2: well, okay, we called Chris and he
1: came back from Europe.
2: Said, yeah, what he was like, and the answer, like, 20 years later is still, we don't
1: know, really. All he did was, like, <laughs> we yeah. didn't. They never went, he went back to and Paris. He went and, and then after he went to Paris, it's he, just, just a blank. Just a big blank. It was to like destroy yeah.
2: Umbrella every game, in that whole like first four game yeah. stretches like it ends with we hey. gotta go kill off Umbrella, and then Resident Evil Four starts and goes the stock yeah. market like, killed Umbrella. It was the
0: biggest. <laughs> as much as I love Four, it was the biggest. I don't know. Like when I started Four, and it was like, what do you mean, Umbre-? guys? I that was, sucks. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. Just was give it, me the fucking
1: no, climax. Darks- no, it wasn't Darkside Chronicles. It was that Wii on rails shooter that actually had that one mission where Jill and Chris went to go deal with that, like that oil rig umbrella location, and it's got that yeah. Sergei, I think, that Russian guy, and Wesker was there too. Wow, you are a real fan. I didn't even play that <laughs> shit.
2: I've i played uh, Gaiden the game to completion. That I remember hearing it's, that it's, was pretty good. I like it, and I.
3: I the like, money. I like I, it. I, I mean, it'd be fun. pretty
1: funny if they went with the whole Leon is a bow aspect part of it. But I mean, yeah.
2: It, it's it totally non canonical. It also has an amazing, the greatest show stopping video game bug I have ever seen in my life. Oh, no. If you start to kill one of the final bosses too quickly, the game locks up and deletes your save. I can't. <laughs> what? That's amazing. Like, I, I, I quit like it's like 20 hours in and it's like guess what you've got no save now. <laughs> definitely.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Great um, game. Great. Yeah, game. but I definitely love Code Veronica. Code Veronica's my favorite cuz also Code Veronica's campy, but campy in like the right B-action movie way. Oh yeah, it's just uh, over the top Wesker, as hell. And it's just enjoyable. his return iconic. Oh, so good. So iconic. And actually, Great. I think Code Veronica probably has one of the best Resident Evil scores for the OST like every track is, is perfect soundtrack.
0: Neat. I mean there's some e- I hmm. like that you travel all over like I like that it feels like a like a oh, epic, definitely, yeah. epic you know like it's not just on one place and you start on that island and then you're in fucking Antarctica. Alaska or a- Antarctica Antarctica yeah it's so fucking cool the only thing that really bums me out about it both on replay and the original time I play is that stupid boss fight where you have to oh yeah
1: um, the Nosferatu one Yep. It, we yeah, we had to shoot yeah, it in right the heart, there. and it's yeah.
2: like, the technology just clearly wasn't there, and like well, it was like I can't aim this shit, and it also has Capcom's single worst moment of game design in their entire dozens of games career, where they set it up so that you need certain number of weapons to kill that thing, and oh, it would be nice yeah. to have a buffer, but anything oh. that you. Cake with those characters. Oh, yeah, don't give gift to your next. They're about to kick you out of those characters and give you a new one. Yeah, and yeah, that's totally definitely. Yourself if you take all the That stuff.
0: happened in two. That happened in two as well because not not from the giving different yeah. guns, to different oh, characters. Taking both things. Oh the, uh, yeah, yeah, for the B. Yeah, like I-, I fucked myself over on the mm. uh, Claire thing because I had taken the both the grenade launcher I think with with Leon or I-, the... I can't remember. Exactly yeah, yeah, you take out, the machine gun. Yeah, it's a Mac turn. ten. Yeah, and at the end. And at the end, I was like, I don't have any ammo, and like, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna... And I was in the lab, and I was like, how do I... And I finally, like, l- went and, like, went to the library and, like, got one of those, like, strategy guide magazines, and was like, what's happening with this? Oh, you missed some. What?
1: How? What?
0: You can't go back. Like, I tried. Survival yeah. horror
1: games. I remember, I think Read the first the time I played I it, I, I was like, not skipping through it, but, you know, like, Every time, you, like, you get something, like, you kind of just, like, hit the buttons, right? And I was hitting it too fast, and I grabbed both of them as Claire A, and I was just like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna regret this on Leon B. And I sure did. So. <laughs> he's a cop. He'll be fine. It's up to us to take out Umbrella. <laughs> uh. First day on <laughs> like, the job.
2: Yeah. Great, huh? It's
1: funny, because he was canonically hungover, uh. too. Like, he just got dumped. And he drove oh, yeah. drunk to wreck yeah, yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's so late.
2: Iconic. <laughs> he's such a cop. He meets a hot woman, and the hot woman vaguely implies that somebody else might be a jerk, so he's immediately <laughs> a jerk to the guy, because the hot woman doesn't like him. You must be Ben. Wake he's, been, up. he's been simping
1: over Ada <laughs> for like a good six, seven, ten years. <laughs>
3: years
0: <30 laughs> for however long. I just like like and like, I feel like most of the games years. have barely addressed it. And in one of those terrible Resident Evil movies, they had the Chris character put his hand on Ada's leg, and she just like took his hand and like <laughs> pushed it off. And I was like, about <laughs> fucking time!
1: <laughs> oh, have you guys seen the the Oh, welcome to Raccoon City yet? No, Neither no, I oh, you didn't. Match. No, oh, I man, haven't. I want to go see it in Chris it cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <I already> <laughs> I heard not great things about it, um, but
1: who cares? What I can say is, it's like the Ready Player One, of Resident Evil One and Two. It's like the greatest hits version. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it. it, it I that's mean, that's what it looked like. It's basically just kind of like the biggest plot points of one and two, kind of smushed together in one night, because even though they take place months apart in the actual games. Yeah, that makes sense um, though. Wesker's less well, okay, he's not really a villain actually in in the movie, which is Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
0: Well, uh, I look forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it's alright, it's not it. bad. But uh maybe we should maybe we should uh wrap some of this up and read some
2: emails. What do you guys think? Alright Oh wait, are we still doing the pot are we still still doing that podcast? Oh, yeah we're still doing no. the
0: podcast. I know we got I mean, Jackal's been threatening to come on and, like, take over and just talk about video games forever, so I just thought I'd schedule it.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was simply no no way to do this without yep. just us no, talking about those people for 20 <laughs> Absolutely. minutes.
0: Be glad I'm barely talking about Parasite Eve, because I could talk another 30 minutes. So good,
2: <laughs> well, we'll get Jackal on for something else, and we'll just yeah. talk about Parasite hey. Eve next time. All right, so we've got
0: some emails here, and uh, Harry, why don't you read this first one from Gizma?
2: I would be happy to, since Gizma gave me money on Ko-Fi. Our fans are fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, greetings from Gizma. Out of all the topics this podcast covered so far, I think Arcadia has got to be the one I know the least about. Oh, well, there you go. I know I've often been deceived by their name's weird color, thinking <laughs> it was a link to some sort of hub, only to click pointlessly as it turns out it was Sorry. just purple.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the stuff i remember the most about them is that one L entry from ip yes that's right it did a uh, excellent um procurement and liquidation um it's almost kind of like a sequel to the one that we looked at today in the sense that it's yep. also an atari 2600 dev kit thing um and scp
0: 6117
2: and it's excellent it's it's another great atari one and uh so that's that's a good thing to have read for sure uh, ready or not, and here I come from oh, the I love Harry's Great come. tale series. Is this why? Is this is this why I had to read this? Time <laughs> but,
0: after time, Password
2: series. I had a lot of fun writing the Arcadia ones. They were they were a lot of fun, which is why it ends up being two tales with most mm. of the things in that They're series. So
1: good. Tale. Can I just say, I love that? I love the art in your group Thanks. in your in your Password series. I don't know why, but like it's very. Oh. I don't know why. No, I understand under- no, like, I understand what you're saying there cuz it's, it's amateurish. But, yeah, but it, like it's it encapsulates, you know, like that like kind of like sort of like feeling you get from the articles. It's, it's very like I don't know how to put it. I mean, personally I'm just like, "Oh yeah, that's that's like the Harry Blank style." Like I couldn't describe to you what the style is, yeah, you but you can tell when I've drawn like, something that's for sure. It works. It's cohesive and I, like I think it looks great.
2: Well, thank you. I
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah, it's a good tale series. You write well. I guess you read All right,
2: it. Sh- stop. Um, I'm just saying. No, uh, just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Email continues. And that one article where two play get their minds trapped in a video game, but their hurt boxes are all mixed up and they're having a very bad time. What one is that? Is that right now? Their hurt boxes know. are all mex, me- mixed. I'm, I'm vaguely, like, mixed. I'm, I'm vaguely aware up, of it. I just don't know what it's called. I'm getting all messed up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. So. As an Arcadian neophyte, I'm looking forward to learning more from this episode. Well, I hope you were looking forward to learning more about (laughs) Resident Evil.
1: And uh, present
0: malice, perfect malice.
1: You gotta get somebody recorded. I was, I was so tempted to do it myself, honestly. It's perfect. Yeah, perfect. And then malice. there's a note here where
2: Gregory explains that we didn't include Ip's thing because we're on the same team and the contest is going on. Shrug. Well, well, here's the thing about that though: the contest yep. ended 45 minutes ago, Gregory. Yeah, but not when I wrote this. And we got the same place that we yeah. got in the KCon. We got sixth place again. Well, people should hey, read I our stuff play. more. Goddamn
1: Perfect malice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you very much, Gesma.
0: Uh, Alright, uh, so the, the greatest, next email the is from Crocat and it says Hello, it is I, Crocat, once again I think Arcadia is really neat and I'm excited to hear you folks talk about it. I wonder if I'll learn something new. Hopefully you did about how cool Parasite Eve, Silent Hill and Rose the Evil are <laughs> <And> <laughs> also, that
2: Arcadius <laughs> purple doesn't mean anything
0: <laughs> Right Arcadia has a lot of versatility as a story element, and when it's used, you know it's going to be a fun time. But one aspect I haven't seen used much is its ability to tap into that old-school haunted video game creepypasta aesthetic-slash-feeling. Really? I feel like that's all of them.
3: <laughs>
0: Gee. I mean, there are definitely articles that utilize it, like B. Wiley Reviews, Gato, Dark Knights of Showbiz, Pizza Place, and Panopticon, but I'm a bit surprised that aspect isn't okay. used more. Mm, I feel Most like that's that. all of them. But, you know certainly there could be more of it um and then gory uh who has also i think sent an email for every single podcast which is nuts my knowledge of the goi of today's episode is basically null, basically only being aware that its original name was atari and it needed to change to not attract the real atari to copy strike so basically i'm hoping for this episode to allow me to discover a part of the wiki i had no idea existed but he always sends a question, which I love. So, for today's question, which solo article are you most proud of writing? I say article, but you can answer with tales, too. Uh, tales are articles as well. Um, <laughs> uh, and also says, I hope we get a Discord for this podcast soon. And lots of people have been asking, so I'll figure it out. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so which solo article are you most proud of writing, guys?
1: Um, Jackal. Shoot. Like, you're asking the one person... Bang. Who like regularly? I'll oh, yeah, you <laughs> oh, answer for you. SCP Five
0: Zero Five Zero is amazing.
1: It's okay. Dragon um, of Mittenwald.
3: Shut the fuck <laughs>
2: up. Um, actually, Stop slagging off our friend Jackal-related Jackal. Uh, I like it. Actually, lot.
1: for probably my favorite solo article, um, five for twenty actually, which is um, a mission to Meta. I think I think that article oh, is okay. like the one article where. I actually like got to like what I was envisioning in my mind personally. Cause um'm uh I was that was after my Space nineteen ninety nine binge. I like going back every now and then just to watch Space nineteen ninety nine. It's a great nice. show. Martin Landau, Barbara Bain. As everyone should. <laughs> it's a very Definitely. good show. Yeah, it's a very good show. It's uh I often describe it to people, it's like Twilight Zone in space almost. And mm-hmm. yeah. So, I definitely just want to capture, like, kind of, like, that weird, creepy, like, almost, like... Oh, shit, that's why it's called Mission to Meta. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I get it. Shit. That's a Space yeah. 1999 joke.
1: Oh, um, God. And the spacesuits are, like, are, I believe I described it as these orange with, a, like, a yellow helmet. And I think one of the characters is literally named John Koenig as, like, a reference.
2: Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, um,
1: definitely, yeah, I just... Just tapped into that space nineteen ninety nine aesthetic, and I think I pulled it off pretty well. And I think um, oh. uh, it's one of the better examples of uh, what you put like negative. Oh, well, not negative storytelling, but it's definitely it's like you have you have all the information, but like you feel like there's something missing. Like there's something that you can put together after, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I think it's probably yeah. the best one that I've done with at least all those aspects and just generally I think the images for that one fit really well so that's probably my favorite solo article good choice All right, mm-hmm. you too do
0: you want me to go next or you want to go next Harry
2: I'll go next just for shits and giggles okay. um, because I like subverting any question anybody gives to me I'm going to name two things <laughs> because they really should have been one thing and it's the uh, what number would it be the 4th and 5th things that I wrote, I'm guessing. Uh, The the Significant Others, which is a tale series, which is actually two tales, which is actually one tale, which is like 23,000 words long, and it set up basically my whole canon and all my characters, and I'm still quite proud of it, which is embarrassing because I have 113 pages, and I'm saying that my best one is my 4th and 5th pages, but I don't (laughs) give a shit. I'm still really proud of that one. It's lots of characterization and romance and world building, and I still like it and i still get nice comments on it fairly regularly so it makes me feel good and i like feeling good
0: it's the first thing i read by you
2: oh that's right you read twenty-three thousand words i'm always amazed when anybody sinks the time into reading that i'm always deeply grateful <laughs> yeah. and especially when you did that originally when the, when I, I hardly had anything on the website and nobody knew who i was
0: yeah but you had given me really good crit and uh had read through and it was like you know only my
2: fourth article
0: i think at the time that you crit so it's not like yeah. I got like super, you know, like, oh, some. no, I felt brand new at the same time as well. Uh, yeah. And then you were like, well, I wrote this thing and I was like, okay. And then I don't know if you were warned me that it was long or you said it was oh, long, probably. but you didn't actually like, I, do. I don't think you told me how long it was because I remember being like significantly shocked that it kept going down. But I'm only <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then I just clicked through the next one. I think I read it basically all night and then the next morning and then i <laughs> sent you a message being like that was really fantastic especially like i just can't believe how well you did the pacing of going back and forth in different time periods because that if i think if i had done that either i would have gotten bored or it would have i would have lost the track of where i was going with it and oh yeah i lost my mind right in that thing it just yeah. took ages if, i imagine you being like charlie damn <laughs> bored
3: and like red strings going on because it was like like, oh my god I don't know how you made this make sense it's so
0: (laughs) incredible it goes back and forth in these different time periods and then progressively keeps moving forward not just in the present but in the in the the flashbacks as
2: well, and it was just kind of how the fuck did you do this? Yeah, the first one goes back and forth between 2020 and 2002, and both of those move forward as mm-hmm. many times as you go back to them. And then the second one starts in 2002 and then goes through almost every year all the way up to 2020 in sequential order. Yeah, it was a real fucking mind fuck for me to write that, but I yeah, but I still get really nice comments on it, and uh, it's always well, good to hear from people
0: all that length and then also I think the crescendo is like really effective oh, by because by that point you like are so like emotionally invested in like Doug and Phil and it's just like okay what how are you even going to wrap this up and you wrapped it up in like an action movie way which was not what I was expecting at all it's it was, not
2: indicated by the plot yeah
0: It's, <laughs> but I mean but it fits and it works really well well I mean here's just oh,
1: always you. like Wonderful. I, uh, well, I mean, I can only hope when Harry kicks it off with his uh, best-selling novel series, uh, I get a signed first edition in the mail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Seriously. <laughs> Thanks.
3: Next. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> and
0: for myself, Thanks, uh, I think I'll also say two things, uh, just because it's kind of boring to say the thing that I'm always saying, which is five nine two three. <laughs> And I've already talked about that, so whatever. Um, instead, I want to talk about coming up with victim because yeah. Disadron came to me with like a list. He just like approached me on Discord and said, "Hey, I've got a bunch of ideas. Would you want to like collab on any of them? Uh, I would just kind of give you the idea, and then we could, you know, share credit or work it out, however." And he just get you know, he just said, "Here's four or five ideas. Which one of these appeals to you?" And one of them was, what if something scared you so bad that it like had an amnestic effect that you could not remember what it was that scared you, but you just remembered the emotional trauma of it. And he named it AM, capitalized, Nestic. Uh, and I immediately saw AM and thought radio. Uh, and so I just... <laughs> 24 hours later, I came back to him with a draft, and I kept showing you cl- Harry cl- little bits of it. I'm like, what about yep. this? Because I just sat there for, like, five or six hours just, like, typing out weird shit. And yep. I didn't even know what I was talking I just, like, let my... I, there's no plot. Uh, there's, it's just a bunch of weird shit. Um, and some of my favorite lines ever, I- including um, we want to miss... We wanna wish the
2: corpse of JFK a merry fuck you. Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so unlike anything you had. I was reading yeah. you're sending me bits and I'm like, where are you channeling this out of? <laughs>
0: I don't know, I don't know. rancid it was just, calf meat. I just like oh 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 god, yeah, I got real body horror in it too. You um, did. Yeah, and then there's like a weird thing where like there's like a, a sex therapist who's on the phone and and instead of telling the guy, you know, how to like achieve orgasm, she's telling him to go be like a corporate wage slave. <laughs> but in the <laughs> same, you know, just like we and then like that became Victim. In fact, I used Victim V K T M as the call sign for the radio, and I liked and it so much. Yeah, I liked it so much, and it was doing so well so quickly that I was like, what if I did more media stuff? And then I started thinking about what could VKTM stand for? Um, And so that's the origins of it. Which is so appropriate for the
2: SCP wiki, because of course SCP is also backronymed.
0: Yeah, yeah. We
2: had SCP and then they would secure, contain, protect.
0: I remember because I told you, I was like, what if it was Voit Conf Technical Media? And you were like, that sounds (laughs) good. And I'm like, I don't know, it sounds really
2: familiar. Okay, come on, there's no way I didn't know that. No, you didn't know oh, it. I Okay. There's no way I ha- I have the records, man. There's no way you t- you took Void Camp and I didn't know that was the this, yeah. Go back. T- wait. You see a tortoise? you see a tortoise in the desert? I'm not 12 years old. I know this shit. I'm not 12. It's slightly different in the book, isn't it though? Well, you see, if you go I, to uh, one of our side chats, book, we were talking about Jack Dragon earlier, right? If you go talk to Jack Dragon X, he will say, what like, the fuck is a Blade well, I have Runner? a copy of the book on me, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jack is my gold standard for what a small child would say if you ask him the question. <laughs> well, anyway, I didn't remember where I got You're the name from. not listening, so it's fine. But then
0: either you told me or I, like, looked it up. But the point is is that it was like, oh, well, that's not going to work. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I don't even know where I got my candor or need, but, you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I would say that's definitely my proudest thing, because that completely changed my trajectory on the wiki. Like, there Mm -hmm. are people that don't even know about my series, or like, some of the more serious stuff that I've written, because they just know about, you know, Vikander Needed and and 6500.
1: Right. That's great. Yeah, it's Voidconf, V-O-I-G-T, in my copy.
0: Yep. Oh, I spelled it exactly the same, which was funny. Like, it was just in my head, but it had been a while since I had seen that movie. But I you think know. you
2: must have been talking to yourself instead of me. I know you're mistaken <laughs> for you all the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. All right. Uh, well, uh, our email, if you want to send us in, is at simplycreativepeople, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Uh, the show's Twitter is... Sim Create, but it's S I M C R E A T. I'm at Gregory carpin on Twitter.
2: I'm at Harry Blank. And I, SCP. SCP. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's more <laughs> letters. I'm at Harry Blank SCP. That's I knew
3: right.
1: that. On Twitter, I'm just at Jacko Related.
0: <laughs> nice. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get out of here.
1: We'll uh, see you guys yeah, next week. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll be on next week with Beep. you guys. That's right. You taking yeah. over? Harry's gone. He's over. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I quit gotta talk about end. Perfect Goodbye. Malice for you know just another like month straight. Perfect malice, manic.